Hello, and welcome to episode number 239 of the NerdProCo podcast. Not really anything to promote or tell you about in this intro. Going to make it as short as possible because we finally got Rich back after having COVID. So he's finally got, and there was so much stuff we needed to talk about. Probably this is going to be the only episode we do this month. So it is over two hours long. So stick it out. Listen to it in parts. Uh, as always, you can hit us up. Please do, at NerdProQuo on Twitter, NerdProQuo at gmail.com. Let us know you're listening. Like I always say, I have no idea. I mean, I have a vague idea that some people are downloading and listening, but, you know, would love to hear from people. And as always, uh, if you enjoy it or you disagree with something, let us know and tell other people about it. And tell them to tell other people about it. And, uh, yeah, it like I said, it uh, if we actually hear from people and uh, we know that more people are listening, we will be motivated to do it on a more regular basis. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy this episode, episode number 239 of the NerdProCo podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. And we, 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 have, we have started. I've started recording. It's How's it going, guys? It's been a long time. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know you have a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, I was telling Jamie that I have like some mixed feelings about this weekend. Um, do we want to start with that or about this weekend? Because you're the only one who went. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, the great fewer people. I was able to walk around. I could get into the panels, even the ones that I didn't um, pre-register for. So they had a new system where you have to go online to register for like the main panels. Not for everyone, the main ones. Uh, like the Marvels and the DC shows and movies in order to get in. So like this, you don't have to wait online for an ex insane amount of time. It theoretically worked except that they crashed on the first day. Uh, and then well. when I was in the day they it was the link was live, I was off. But they didn't say hey come back in 20 minutes. No, come back the next day and the next day I was working so I was able to like rush her. So that fucking pissed me off. Did they um, did they refund you? No, I mean the panels are, are not extra money that okay. you have to pay for. It's just a matter of like whether or not it's first come first serve to get into the panels well, of your choice. Annoying. Um, it's annoying, but I do. I was telling Eve that if they actually get it smoothed out, although it is near Comic Con, so who knows? You know, that is not a, a huge. Okay, it's a dig at near Comic Con. Yeah. Um, that uh, stuff like that doesn't always work. Uh, I mean, they should the, have anticipated the first that kind of handful of times. <laughs> I mean, but it's actually, how the yeah. fuck the, do you not anticipate you, making sure that the servers are working in order to handle all of the. Um, the clicks that you'll be getting. That was just like fucking pissing me off. You know, it was like one o'clock the next day. I'm like, I'm trying to like sign on, but I'm teaching and work. Well, not teaching. I'm at the end of my lunch break and my, there's still kids in my room. So I'm like distracted. So I missed out on that. Um, so I wasn't able to like get into the main panels. But my, as I was telling Jamie, the biggest issue was the fact that there weren't enough comic book panels that I cared about. I mean, I go to Comic-Con not for Marvel movies or DC movies or TV shows. 
I go just like because San Diego and D23 now eat up most of those. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's like I like to see the artists. I like for the artists and writers to talk about the comic books, the characters, and what's coming up on tap. Nothing. This was like the first Comic Con where I didn't see enough of that. Only they only had two of those panels: one for Marvel and one for DC throughout the entire weekend. Um, That was the bad part. The good part, it was. It felt like 2009. All over again, my first time going to Comic-Con where there are so few, well, relatively few people. So I'm able to walk around with no problem. It's not like you have to fight different people. Um, And surprisingly, today was packed, you know, for Sunday. There were a lot of people there, mostly on the show floor, you know. And um, one thing that they did, I'm not sure if you're familiar um, the the comic book artist who, or manga artist who passed away recently, he had a booth there, and they had like flowers all over all wow. weekend in in his memory, and people wrote things on it. I took pictures of that. Oh man, so I gonna, should know this. Hold um, on. it was it was so sweet, you know what they did, you know. But overall, it was like it's it was a great con, you know. The weather was great. Yeah, I felt that the great. people were respectful of masks, you know. People were given mass upon entry of like the major panels um especially on the main stage for the most part majority people wore them no one was forced to but i think everyone understood that because everyone's in close confines everyone majority of the people wore their masks you know and like um today was just great like family friendly um i didn't do much spending um i only got like for myself like uh, Batman Beyond action figure from McFarlane to- Toys. I've been looking to get that, and I got they did, like they put out a Batman thing. Batman McFar- Beyond action figure. McFarlane. Yeah. Really. He's huh. he's he's uh, Warner DC contracted McFarlane to do their action figures, and they're of like amazing quality. Um, and I got like this company called Bait. Apparently, a lot of the young kids think that they're cool. Um, I'm a big fan of Basquiat, so they had like a collaboration with that company, and they had a few T-shirts and hoodies. So I got like a T-shirt and hoodie, expensive, but you know it's oh, just my last. Takahashi day. Kazuki, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Yu-Gi-Oh guy. I part of my brain knew that. I just and forgot. I was like wondering why there were these um, um, those flowers around, but apparently they had like a nice touching uh memorial for that act um um artist so overall it was like a great con you know uh i could walk around i wasn't i didn't feel smothered by the massive of of humanity there um and it's it was great just like it was just very relaxed and chill you know and you went to the Uh, doom patrol panel because of michelle gomez even though you haven't really caught up on the show yet Uh, i mean i and that's another thing i liked about I Comic Con is where I try to discover things, you know. And I love you, Jamie, but you're no Michelle Gomez. I she understand. could sell me on anything. And see, also, can I just, as a sidebar, the picture you sent me? Uh, that woman is. I mean, aside from being fine, like her, she's always stylish. Yes, those boots were fucking fire. 
<laughs> like the, the other two people would look like they just came out <laughs> in sweatpants, and she's just there in like this like jeans dress and like these I mean, red boots. Granted, Comic Con is not her thing, and she was very adamant about that. You know, just like she doesn't do cons. You know, that's not her her shtick. But because of she's attached to the show, she did it. Uh, but she did her best to like be playful with the other cast on mm-hmm. the panel. Um, I'm surprised because she was on Doctor Who for long enough. <laughs> was she on? Did she do cons when she was? I well, maybe she didn't, but like. She was. She's now been on like three major nerd shows. So like, yeah, that's. I mean, it both doesn't surprise me, but like, also kind of surprised me that the studios that were involved maybe yeah. didn't push her to do that. I mean, that's what she said. Um, yeah. And she seemed like at the start very like distant. While Brendan Fraser and the guy who played Cyborg and the melty lady <laughs> took I always draw a blank on her name she was alice she, or something like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, i think uh, i could be wrong um but it seems like yeah they they held it down and then towards the end gomez got a little more comfortable and was able to like you yeah, know, yeah. speak out a little more um but yeah i mean yeah i was you, you were telling you texted me that they will ruin things and wear butts you know i was like that I could get into, that and that I will. Spoil anything. <laughs> I was more like, like plot stuff, but yeah, yeah, the, the whereabouts. There's a thing on Doom Patrol where they're that they're predatory assholes, like they're, little they're, butts. They're asses that have legs and Mouths. arms, <laughs> and the, when the butt cheeks open, there's teeth. Yeah, it's it's. And it's, when you kick them, they fart. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, uh, oh that show that's is quite magnificent. A I got there. Um, but yeah, it's just like this was like a really good weekend. I I came in hesitant because it's my first con since the start of the pandemic. I didn't go last year. I didn't. Um, so I was like hesitant, but I'm glad you know that people were respectful. You know, it's good to hear. Um, a little bummed I didn't go. You should have. You should, especially like on a day like. I think Saturday surprisingly was like, in my opinion, I felt that was the least uh, amount of people I saw. I think I think it's because everyone thought that everyone was gonna go on yeah. Saturday because that's what Sunday, normally, that's today what was normally like crazy. happens. And yeah, yeah. Um, Friday was a great day for me to shop uh, and just to walk around. Um, and I got this yesterday, so I was kind of happy about that when I was in the Titans booth. For free, I, just like I, the two things I saw two things fun. on Twitter and Instagram that kind of bummed me about not going. Number one, that there were there were I do I did aside from the panels, I really do like walking around Artist Alley. Yeah, there's a hand. I always end up buying something from from David Mack. Yeah, there we go. I have to get this. Yeah. It is very pretty. That's dope. I'm, I, I'm debating whether or not I, I will open it, but it'll. And I was fucking pissed because I have a Bane figure from like 2010, and I looked around. It's like 80 bucks. It's like, why did I open it? Why? 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 I, uh, I was very salty that my uh, my White Lantern, Green Lantern, like Hal Jordan. Got like the box got damaged because it would have been a lot worth a lot more money if the, the box hadn't gotten damaged. No, but I uh, there were I saw uh, my 
an artist that I I always end up. Uh, I didn't know you. You said David Mack. David Mack, yeah. He did uh, she, she, right? No, you're thinking of uh, Tushi. No, David Mack did a a run on he writing Daredevil. Oh, and okay. He did some covers on it. Okay. I always loved doing uh, Kabuki. You're thinking of Kabuki. Oh, okay, yes. Um, yeah, I love his art. Uh, Kevin McGuire, who every time he's at. Artist Alley, he's in New York. I helpfully this year, he changed his Twitter name to have the the booth that he was at, because I have t- twice gone to New York Comic Con and found him, and was like, okay, I'm gonna go get because he he didn't have like electronic ways to pay, and twice now I think I've gone to go get cash and then come back to Artist Alley, and could not find him. Like either like he moved, I don't know. It's some weird thing. Like, Mm -hmm. but I oh I love he's famous for like how well he draws like facial expressions. He did a really long run on uh, JLA back in like the Guy Gardner, like Blue Beetle Booster Gold days, like when that was the team. And it's just I love his artwork and uh, David Finch. Okay. Was there too, and because I like, you know, I, I love David Finch. I do. The, I like his style. I, I love his style. He is also, if you watch his, I'm life, surprised he's not as big like a Jim Lee, because I always felt that I'm. I was a huge image image fan of the '90s, and I felt yeah. that him, his style meshed well with that company, and I, I just never understood why he never like grew to I so much prominence. Back in the '90s, for for Image Comics, that was. He, I mean, the characters were weird and flat, but the artists were just art. amazing. He, yeah. he, like, no, he's, like, he's not as, like, big as Jim Lee, but that's because there's Jim Lee. Like, he's, he's, uh, he's, like, no, he's a decently big artist. But I, like, I do the live stream, and he always get because there are people who come out who do, like, the live stream and post up on the live stream. Because he has like a chat going yeah. on the Monday night. It's Monday Night Draw where he does like a sketch. He, Jim Lee does a similar thing, but he's so sweet and so Canadian. <laughs> like he is, like when you see him, you're like, oh my God, you're, you're, and he always posts pictures. Like he gets excited when he meets people who, as like, so I would have liked to have met okay. David Finch. Uh, I also would have liked to have met if for no other reason than they were, they dressed up for the con. Which I think is adorable. Uh, Mason Alexander Park, who played Desire on Sandman. Oh, okay. They came oh, out and oh. were like this big like. Uh, You've seen on it. Instagram. Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh. On Instagram, uh, posted a picture of themselves like uh, dressed up as what they called uh, Goth Big Bird. <laughs> so it was just like a, a pants that were just all feathers yeah. and like a top that was all feathers. And was just like make up to the nines. I was just like, oh, I would have like, because Mason is one of those people who is just like, uh, people who get cast on shows, on like a big show, and but they're also like massive nerds themselves. Yeah, it's like oh, I would have liked to, because because that's like a cool thing. Yeah. That, like, and also how that happened was like, they posted a picture of themselves on. Instagram as desire like years ago and kind of like the actor who played Kamala Khan yeah she was a huge uh, Miss Marvel fan sure. too in Twitter and and they 
while they were shooting Quantum Leap, the new Quantum Leap, was just like downtown on the set and tweeted at Neil Gaiman, hey, I know you're shooting Sandman right now. Have you cast Desire yet? And through like a series of things, like Neil saw it, saw the picture, went, no, we're not. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to give you the info to our casting director. <laughs> so, That's yeah, great. I, that was, yeah, I was, so, and yeah, when I, I follow them on, on, on Instagram now, so I was just like, oh, I would have liked to have met that person. Because yeah. also this person who is on a big show but not quite famous enough that, like, it would have been crazy to try and meet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, next year. Yeah, please do. Uh, hopefully, they they keep the numbers small. You know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what I'm looking happens. forward to next yeah. year as well. Tangent. What the fuck happened with what Manchester City fucking <laughs> wow, wow. bludgeoned? This is a tangent. Bludgeoned. No, because I've been meaning to talk to you about Holland, Holland. and uh-huh. they uh-huh. pulled. They pulled the Germany on soccer time. I'm no, yeah. <laughs> this is football club. Yeah, I mean, because I did not see that one coming. You didn't see that coming. I did not see Manchester City, Man City dismantling. Force to be reckoned. Well, I shouldn't. Well, yeah. Man Holland City, or what? Holland, Holland is a freaking monster. I. He's like my height, yes. you know, and he doesn't look imposing. But damn it, he is—he's a fucking cyborg and yeah. just like dismantled Manchester United. <laughs> I love it. I it was love like it. by himself he outscored <laughs> the entire club. I was like, sorry, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You know, I'm like, it's been a while since Rich has been on. Yeah. It's okay. So like I said, this is now football. Oh, <laughs> um, damn. Yeah. Yeah, All this, of this, this will kid. Be out later. <laughs> <laughs> He's only twenty-two years old. You realize that, right? And he has already like he's, he's only, on path on pace for like what 60, 70 goals yeah. this year. He's he's only twenty-two years old. He's one of the top eight most highest played, no most highest paid uh, players worldwide. And he's only going up. He's he could very yeah. well be the next the next big thing. I mean, he, the next Messi. Hopefully, he actually wins. Let's start about that. Well, <laughs> Messi's great, but he's not great when it comes to pressure time. Uh well. That being said, he's been having a very good year with PSG. So far. Right? He's found he's found his stride his stride at PSG. It took him a, it took him a little bit, but. I mean, now he's he's playing very very close to where he was in his prime at Barca. Mm. He I, he's found his stride at PSG. At the, at the international level, he's been steady. He's been steady, and I'm I'm looking forward to this World Cup. This is his last shot, yeah. but. He looks in good form. He said that this could be his last World Cup. He already confirmed that this is his last. Really? Yes. Which makes sense. He's like 30, he's 35. he can still play. He can still play, but in in four years, in four years, he's going to be close. He's going to be pushing 40. You know, like at, at that point, he, he may very well choose to call it quits. It's up to him. 
you know but I mean, this is most likely i mean his other players in his generation are already leaving you know because football is very demanding physically yeah. so yeah but it's gonna i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be world cup's gonna be it's around the corner when is it it starts november 20th fuck oh it'll be a great haul oh it's gonna be a great holiday season football season and soccer, okay, that's it's that's gonna, gonna be, be tight. Great that's gonna be tight. Once again, this has been. <laughs> so, sorry about that, Jamie. I, and, 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 okay, so yeah, like I said, all of this will be edited out. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be rooting for Brazil, of course. Oh, of course, uh, I mean I'm Haitian. Uh, they've adopted. Uh, Brazil as their team, considering we're too poor to have a national team. Yeah, no, um, I've seen I've seen the Haitian national team play. Yeah, but in terms of financing it, okay. But that aside, I've, I've seen them play at the at the Concacaf uh, Cups, and they're they're no spring chicken. I, yeah, but you know, it's I think if Haiti does does anything of note, obviously they'll support them. But <coughs> at this point. Haiti will always support yeah. Brazil. Sorry I, about that. I, I, I always wait to see who the underdog is, and then I root for um, the underdog. And I'm going to be getting... I used to root for Brazil. <laughs> yeah. be Team USA then. <laughs> I will never root for I, Team USA. I, it's I, like, I, what's I, the point? They're the Mets team of the international community. Team USA is the exception to that. I mean, if Team... In in the group that they're in, if they even make it out, I'm going to be... I of course I'm I'm I hope they make it out, but looking at the rivals, you're realistic. You you're realistic about their prospects. Um, yeah. I, I'll be impressed if they can make it out of the group stage. I, I mean, hope they do. I, I would work. I would root for Germany, but as you know, as someone who's genetically Jewish, I have some problems with that. <laughs> and as someone who's a fan of Brazil, I hate fucking <laughs> <laughs> after what they did. They they just dismantled Brazilian <laughs> soccer team of uh, year in 2014 I think yeah no 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 I still have PTSD from that you know that's why I felt bad for Manchester United that's why I felt bad for Manchester United when you you expected a game and then you ended up being a doormat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, uh, I, I saw there were like two trains colliding. I, man, man, man United. Where was the fucking defense? Man United hasn't been doing well. Where was the defense? Oh. Were, I mean, I don't care about Manchester United, but I expected uh, somewhat competitive. Not. So, so speaking of things, <laughs> he's that, gonna steer this. Well, yeah, he's, he's gonna try and steer this back. Steer this away. Uh, speaking of things that we did not get to discuss because Rich hasn't been here a while <clears throat> and it aired you know the season finale was a long time ago now we should talk about Severance oh wow yeah dude we, we were putting it off until you yeah. could and actually you, you watched guys. it you watched yeah, it yeah, yeah, okay watched it. I probably won't get to watch the second season when it comes out unless I like come over the one of your <laughs> we should it. definitely do a watch party you know yes. when it comes out when or at least that, in season two, I'm gonna be locked in. So, what do you guys think about that? I mean, <sighs> you you talk shit about Apple programming, you know? Not me. I, don't, I don't. I just Not me. I just there's so many other things to watch, and Apple the stuff on Apple TV is usually ends up tier wise just ends up being so low low on my list. But you guys weren't the only ones who kept talking about Severance. 
Uh, and then I watched it and I was like, yeah, okay, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, like, I, like I said before, it is Ben Stiller, and Ben Stiller can't help but make a satire. So it's mm-hmm. even though it's not a comedy, it's still a satire yeah. because he just. It has some pretty comedic moments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and terrifying moments. I mean, yeah. it's like it's weird, quirky, um, and god damn it, I just like love just the cast. Yeah, ca- you I was know, say, that cast is fantastic. Uh, from uh, Christopher Walken <laughs> and you know, um, those two were my favorite, and just like how it ended in the first season, like what the fuck's gonna happen? Oh. Um, yeah, that was just so amazing. I just like, I didn't think I would like it, you know, because of the pace, but damn it, it just like, it works. I came into it not knowing much of anything. I knew it was a show about people in an office. I figured it would be some kind of satire or something or some kind of statement piece, but it, I mean, it blew me away. I, I, I knew some things I knew about like the, I didn't know conceptually... <clears throat> Sorry, the cat got into the treats. I, I'm gonna just put. Here. <laughs> um, I didn't know exactly like how it was done, but I knew that there were like two separate personalities because I had. Uh, it wasn't. It's the guy. The guy. I, I'm right. I'm gonna Google this guy's name because it's the guy who like. He's a hey, it's that guy. The guy from Einfrist? Not um, Einfrist, um, Shang-Chi? Yes. And Spider-Man. He was in Spider-Man briefly as well. Really? Yeah. Playing basically the oh, same Oh, you're character. talking about um, Dylan. Yeah. yeah. The guy that yeah. plays Dylan. Yeah, he was in Shang-Chi. Yeah, he was also yeah. in Spider-Man, uh, the first Spider-Man with... Uh, this, yeah, he's he was he was he's, one of my he's favorite like, characters. Hey, Spider-Man, do a flip. That guy, same guy. He's finger snap famous, as Kevin Hart would say. Like, hey, um, yeah, but he's funny. He's you know, funny. I he's thought he'd be funny. annoying, and he has a lot of screen time, and he kind of like steals every moment he has. He really does. Um, uh, who else? <clears throat> and Zach Cherry, that's his name. He's actually, if I remember, yeah, he's an improv guy. He's a he's a comic. Oh, he is. He's an improv dude. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He's like a sketch dude. Uh, and not that I objectify women, but God damn it, Patricia Art. Oh, Patricia Arquette. Oh, I was like, wow. I was looking at her figure. I was like, yeah, she's she's aged pretty well. She's oh, aged pretty well. Mm-hmm. Also, um, her character is. Oh, God. Oh, I, I love I to hate her. I, I love to see, hate her. I also want to see where that character goes <clears throat> because that's such an such an odd. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm pretty sure she doesn't have an inner and an Audi, which I thought, you know, the show yeah. gives you the idea that maybe she does, but she mm-hmm. doesn't. Uh yeah, and it's. I like the contrasts between the inners and mm-hmm. the Audis, although some of them. Uh, Adam Scott's character is it's weirdly they're different but they're not different oddly I mean they're they're not different people you know I mean it's I mean how do you 
portray a character who is the same but also not the same yeah just because they are i mean pretty much these are like brand new human beings you know there are only what a few weeks old or their birth at the moment of them starting their jobs so they have all of the knowledge of you know basic basic schooling but no concept of their lives outside you know how do you portray that um like uh the the comedian who fashions himself a player you know when he's an actual father that that kind of like uh i was worried about that kid you know especially yeah. when the his boss came in is like he's a real guy you know real person not a weird creepy creepo uh but a, a person with responsibilities and a child that he's looking out for and god damn it the boss is there you know oh gosh over so- it's called overtime right or yeah, like yeah, overtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's it's also interesting. Oh, like, yeah, the overtime. I have a little bit science-wise. It's a little bit like. I mean, I know they're. That's not really the point, but I'm sure they and I'm sure they did a lot of resource uh, research. But it's like it's a little dubious that the actual like how that works. Uh, that does that didn't take away yeah. anything for I mean, me. Uh, yeah, also, yeah, uh, Dyke and Lykman, who I, you know, love, Sane, again, like, just pop up in nerd stuff. Uh, yeah, that whole cast is just... Yeah. And uh, also, whatever is going on with that family, <laughs> just so weird. Which family? The the family that runs everything. Oh, yeah, um... Uh, I yeah, I can't wait for season two whenever that's coming out because I I was like telling Rich that you know when it was like the end of the episode end of the season I'm like no this can't be more this can't be like that you can't fucking end this like this I I need more I, it's I like was yelling at my screen I was uh, like no uh, same uh, thing with like freaking like raised by wolves how the fuck do you end the season like that I need some <laughs> level of closure yeah. Oh. And, 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 as I said, ends the season, ends the show, because <laughs> that show ain't coming back. Uh, I will also say, um, as good as it was and as cool as like the ending was, um, I clocked that that was his wife. Really? Way before they. There was something about the fact they did as well. Uh. There's something about the fact that, like, I didn't see anything. There was between something about those like two. the way it's, yeah, it's but that's that's that kind of the you don't. But there is there's something about the way she's separated from everybody. Um, I I couldn't because it's been a while like since I watched the show. Uh, but there are definitely like there's there's just something about this. I don't know if there's details in the show itself, but there's something about the setup and the way the characters are divided from each other in that way that, yeah, I, I don't know when. I was just like, I just had a suspicion. I was just mm. like, I'm betting that's that's his wife. Mm. Uh, and then when they revealed it, I was like, yeah, it's not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it, was a, it, it wasn't like really <clears throat> early, but it was a couple episodes. The biggest shocker to me was Helly. At the end, mm. that she was one of the Egans. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, I was. That's the one that, that I. Didn't I didn't the, get that. I mean, like you're f- from a rich, powerful family. Why would you put it, yourself it through that? It clicked for me because at the very beginning, um, was his face uh, was like you know it's it's an honor to have you with us. Um, oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks. He's like, it's an honor to have you with us. I I caught that at the beginning. I'm like. What is that even like? What is what is she, what is she really? You know, what's her Audi? Because we knew we knew we were starting to get to, get to know everybody's Audi progressively, but not much on Heli at all. So it was like that was like the big reveal that <clears throat> I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, but let's talk theories because I mean I a lot of people there's there's a lot of theories. As I, to I just where want this is all those going. two to hook up, man. Don Turturro and Christopher Walken. I I, I kind of uh, want. Doesn't look like that's gonna happen. I, 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 but like their work selves, they <laughs> they they love, they 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 drink the Kool Aid so much. I mean, they're meant to be together. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking. Wait, for- wait. Are they saying? I know, John Turturro's character is is he gay or not? Because I I think they've only. And he intimated that Christopher Walken's character is gay, but John Deters. Well, there is some, at least there are innies. I don't know about his Audi, but there are innies. There is certainly some kind of, some kind of connection there. There, um, there is something. So it was one of the things that, like, when they revealed that, I was just like, mm. I, I liked it in the innie, but then when they got to the Audis, it was just like. <coughs> It's implied that he is, but he's repressed because of his military background. Military, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I. That's one. Another one of those things. I was like, man, you know, I, I don't know how they're gonna deal with this later in the second season. But there are, there are a couple ways that could go a little bit wrong. Uh, just as far as like, it's it's the like as interesting as the inner any an Audi's thing is the initial suggestion was that the Indians are like completely different people from the Audis and then I was like nah, I don't think they are though so yeah it stands to reason that yeah John, uh, John Turturro's character is gay both in as an Indian and as an Audi he's just not that aware of it I guess his Audi is not is not connected. out yeah, is he's not yeah. Audi yeah. Yeah. so to speak yeah um, it season two will very likely take everything out of like their innies will be out in the real world. Uh, so that will be interesting to see how that uh, develops. And then there's there's definitely more there there are additional layers that have been hinted at throughout season one that I'm sure will be explored. Like for example, I, I noticed like how people in the in the outside world have you noticed that they're kind of they're kind of dumbed down, like they're under something. Yeah, especially his brother-in-law. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like, you know, like his brother-in-law is like this glorified, you know, Malcolm Gladwell type, but you know his insights are not all that profound. And then, unless you know, you're an idiot, you know, and then the it brings me back to that 
to the dinnerless uh, dinner conversation. And, you know, they're having, they're supposedly having an intellectual conversation, but it, the, the, there's not much substance there. So, like, everyone in the outside world, something's going on with them. Well, well I, I will tell you two things about that. Number, as far as theories on that. Number one, uh, the first theory is they're Audis, but they're all still in that in that little corporate town. Yes. So it's it is it is entirely conceivable that the control of that company extends outside of the office. That's what I'm. That's my theory uh, as well. And also that that's part of it too. Is that like the innies and that whole the office environment is where they uh, create the thing like whatever and that town outside of it is where everything is actually tested out like that's sort of a theory that i it's like they're both testing grounds for something that maybe will be re- revealed in later seasons second theory <coughs> it i mean based on what the show makes you believe it's probably more likely that i will also tell you that the the brother-in-law and the foodless dinner is shit right out of the Ben Stiller show. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 sketch. It's like sketches from the Ben Stiller show, but not but played as if they're absolutely serious. Like they're not because they're clearly like supposed to, especially the brother-in-law are like clearly like supposed to be funny but all all of that stuff i saw that and i laughed and i was just like this is right out of the ben stiller show like it's it's <clears throat> right it's right where like his comedy brain when he's doing like like parody or well, not parody when he's doing like satire it's right there it's like cable guy stuff too like mm-hmm. cable guy is a satire and also a comedy like and there's plenty of stuff in cable guy that is played like stuff is played on severance it's like stuff that he has been addressing for decades now he's just gotten really good at it a lot better at it uh yeah it's it's uh, yeah and then and then and then i there's there's the the theory of that this same technology is People on the outside world are opting to to make separate a separate consciousness. So, for example, the lady Who was that that pregnant or that was pregnant, that. right? And then um, she was able to pass on the pain of yeah, childbirth to yeah, her. Yeah, because Any. in the later scene, when Helly interacted with her, I think it was Helly. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't Helly. It was... Um, the sister. Yeah, the sister was interacting with her, and they were like, who is this lady? You know, so there's, there's, there's definitely more layers to this this but, whole but setup. That's what I mean when I said... That's what I meant when I said, like, the, the inner... Uh, the inner is in the... Uh, it's where they tested it out, mm-hmm. and that congressman and his wife are like... Or like where they they test it and where they develop it, <clears throat> and then the town and the congressman's wife is where they actually like implement it, on like a different level. Oh, okay. 
Like that's what I yeah. mean. It's 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 a di- it's a different level of control. But it's clear. I mean, they they very strongly imply that the congressman did that to his wife. It's not that you know that she's opting to forget the pain of childbirth. He literally wanted his wife to forget shit that he had made or forced her to do. Like that's that's yeah. how I read that that whole like in situation. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's why he's so in support of it is like in order and also it's implied that he's in support of it because he wasn't supposed to do that. But it's like there's all kinds of like stuff they implied that like the congressman did that to his wife. He wasn't really supposed to and the the you know, the the trade off is that he now complete is the like governmental arm mm-hmm. imp- influence, yeah, for Lumen. Uh, that yeah, that's all strongly applied implied in the in those sequences. You know whether it, that's actually what's going on <clears throat> is right. Also, just you know, credit to Ben Stiller, just someone who's been directing now for a while. There's just like set design. Mm-hmm. Lighting, I mean the the way the contrast between yeah. the the inner's wor- the innies world is very brightly lit. Mm-hmm. The outer's world is almost all gloom, like, you know, not just gloomy but very low light. Yeah, even during the daytime, like it's it's yeah it's, no it's it's, very, it's uh, always winter for some reason. Yeah, because no, everything's shot by iPhone. Of course, it's gonna look good. You know. <laughs> Uh, it's well thought out. I mean, it's fourteen. They have fourteen. They had fourteen anime nominations. Yeah. Uh, with good reason. Yeah, this was a good win by Apple to like strike up a deal with Stiller. Too. I mean, I would if someone pitched this to me. I mean, I don't know anything about movies or TV shows. I would think that this would be stupid. But you know, they had a good vision and they made the right choice in it's terms of partnering of with Stiller. Series I've. I've watched no good while i mean i'm liking what apple is doing they don't have a volume like a netflix or, or amazon or but the they're investing in things that stand out you know and they may not all be great but they'll make you feel something yeah i, I feel also, a sort of way uh, just as a tangent watching severance makes me actually so I always thought this about Zoolander, both the Zoolander movies. Uh, I thought they were funny, but there's a level of from like the Ben Stiller show and from the Cable Guy and later from uh, later from from uh, <clears throat> Tropic Thunder, where it's just like ah, I wish he had gone. He went. For like goofy stuff, mm-hmm. or in Zoolander, you went full retard. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was yeah. a good yeah. one. I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not wrong. Uh, Simple Jack. <laughs> but, but but this is Ben Stiller like like being way more subtle. And weirdly, it makes me like comedians can makes, tap different. It makes me deep wish, areas I would it, never it have makes thought. Me wish 
he had gone a little <laughs> bit more in that direction with Zoolander, even though that wasn't the movie that necessarily yeah. he was trying to go for. I mean, Tropic Thunder... And plus, he has too. like a reputation to maintain, especially early on with those films of trying to come up and create like really ha-ha funny films, you well, know? But see, the thing is, the exception to that... And it's, you see this is that the cable guy isn't that. People. I have yet to see that. <laughs> and he did Life of Smitty too, right? I haven't seen that I one. Seen it's that all right. Either. It's, it's okay. decent. Uh, the cable guy isn't that, and the cable guy got panned when it came out, and people hated it. And it's because Jim Carrey was the star of that movie, and everyone was expecting a Jim Carrey thing, and what they got was like a dark. Comedic, comedic satire about the dangers of media like being raised on television and that's really what that movie is about hmm. uh, and like yeah it, you see that and that movie did not do well and like he got so much like flack about that and then he <clears> made <throat> Zoolander he made two, a substantially more goofy movie but yeah if you see Cable there is, there is the seeds of severance in Cable in the, in the Cable guy uh, it's not as detailed or anything, but the, the, there is something about like, you know, certain aspects of culture that he attacked that he's attacking, uh, Tropic Thunder obviously was Hollywood and even mm. that was very goofy, but yeah. Oh yeah. If you've never seen the cable guy, go okay. and watch that okay. you know, The cable I, guy is one of those movies that actually holds up better, uh, if you watch it like later and you're not going into it thinking I'm going to see a Jim Carrey film a Jim Carrey comedy and he's a star of it and he's goofy because it's hard not to be because he's this is like late 90s Jim Carrey so mm-hmm. it's it's hard to not do that but it's actually yeah like a dark comedy about <clears throat> the dangers of like oh, okay. television hmm. yeah and the, the yeah, now that you say that now that sounds a, like it's the more backdrop, appealing the backdrop of that uh, movie is that there's a major trial that's going on Ben Stiller plays like a, it's like a Menendez brothers but it's just one of them and it's played by Ben Stiller and that's happening you don't see him you just see him on television screen yeah. and it's like the OJ trial but it's okay Okay. and oh, that's okay. happening in the background of the film and everyone <clears throat> is like the sort of spoiling things is like the climax of that film is that basically everyone is watching television to watch the verdict of this trial and okay. that's like the culmination and oh, in the meantime okay. the, the conflict between Matthew Broderick and Jim Carrey's character has escalated to a really high level but like it's yeah it's it's i think the cable guy is brilliant like i think it's a brilliant movie it's just you know it all right i'll definitely give it a he, chance he, now that he, you said that way well. he made some errors and one of them was unfortunately <clears throat> casting jim carrey at the height of his fame <laughs> like you know what you know what are you gonna do yeah early there's very early jack black plays matthew broderick's friend in that like yeah it's great <laughs> it's a great movie 
Severance. Yeah. If you're uh, the dumbass who has not seen it, please do so. It's, yeah, it's it's great television. It's, it's worth subscribing to Apple TV Plus. I won't go that by itself. There's Ted Lasso. Let's not forget okay, that. Fair, fair, there's Ted fair, Lasso. Fair. Yeah. And the morning show. Well, at least the first thing I have to watch the second season <clears throat> was powerful. Yeah. And uncomfortable, which uh, kind of reminds uh, me of She-Hulk, which was also. Uncomfortable well, on the, on the yesterday. Topic, on the topic of Apple TV, since before we move on, um, uh, there's also a, some really good stuff on there as well. I watched um, what uh, uh, we crashed, which is uh, which was very good. It's uh, just the performances alone. I mean, I'm not a huge. Um, uh, mm, well, uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway was uh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto, thank mm. you. Great actor. Great actor. Not a fan of him as, yeah, as yeah. a person. Yeah, I'm not a fan of of Jared Leto, but his portrayal of Adam uh, Newman uh, was was phenomenal. And um, yeah, Anne Hathaway played a very different role that I'm I'm accustomed to seeing, but she nailed it. She just the performances alone were great. And then I'm watching um, uh, For All Mankind right now. How's that? Because there are time jumps in that one similar to Game of Thrones right now. I have some feelings about that, about the time jumps in Game of Thrones, but we can get to that. So I I feel like For All Mankind might not be for everyone, but it reminds me a lot of Mad Men because Mm, it's a period piece. But it's also an alternate history piece. So the main premise is, what if the Russians had been the first to set foot on the moon? And it builds from there, right? So the main premise is the Russians are the first to the moon. But the, 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 spa- the space race to the moon continues, and then it shows subsequent Apollo missions that never really happened in real life, but it's an alternate history. But the style and the pacing, it's slow. Okay. It's slow building. It's very character. The character development is quite good, despite Joel Kinnaman, which I'm still not a fan. It's like watching paint dry. But he's not. He was in like one good thing. He just he's he's. Which is what. Killing. He was a, he oh. was really good in the killing. The killing was great. I I never <coughs> saw the original show. I've heard the original show is also great, but yeah, um, the killing is great. Yeah, he's been terrible in everything. But else. fortunately, he's he's not the he's not the only main character. Actually, the rest of the cast is is quite solid. Um, but yeah, the 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 build up, the pacing, the style really reminds me of Mad Men. Granted, that man Mad Men is a master class in. And just but it's a it, solid it, show. It's solid. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. I I was skeptical. It's at no first. foundation. I wasn't sure, but I do like you know I like space, mm-hmm. so I gave it a shot. But then it it it, it yeah, as, as soon as it introduces to you the other characters, you start to get sucked in. Better than foundation. It's the two the apple and oranges. But it will it be enjoyable? Yeah. Because if you like if you I like sci-fi. You, I can't stand more, foundation. Okay. Foundation is very sci-fi heavy. It's world building. I, 
It's galaxy building. But it's not an interesting galaxy. Or but the problem, the problem with Foundation is that their characters... Is, is that it's Lord of the Rings, the sci-fi? That's <laughs> the impression that I get. The, the problem is with Foundation... Is it Rings of Power, the sci-fi show? Is that is that the problem? The problem with Foundation is that the, the, the character development is not oh, great. Oh, just to I let you care, know, I, I don't know if you heard, I hate Rings of Power. Uh, I, I'd rather mean. poke out my eyes. <laughs> I, I, granted, I watched up to like the fourth episode, and I don't care. So I yeah. know, I know, I know. It's Tolkien. Tolkien is the OG when it comes to. I started watching that. Uh, so I don't know. I know he's the OG to fantasy, but with HBO, who which is able to do fantasy right with characters <clears throat> that I care about. That's where I, I've had issues with Foundation, where it's so far I don't care about these characters. Yeah, that's I, the problem with Foundation is that it's the effects-wise, the world building, all that is impressive, but we don't care about the characters. Yeah. The characters are not interesting. So, so, so my description that it's Rings of Power, the sci-fi, is actually a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. Well, I guess he'll know once he gets to but watching Rings of Power. With with All Mankind, if you if you like a nice a good drama, it has solid character development, it it it's more okay. it's it's like it ha it's it's a, it's a drama that happens to take place in the world of NASA and an alternate Space race. Is Kinnaman the lead, or he's just a, he's, one of the characters? He's one of the characters. Okay, then I'm that, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. As long as he's not the lead, and I have I'm forced to power through his wooden he's acting. He's like one of the most well known of the rest of the cast, but I actually like some of the other characters okay. much more. All right, that's um, so yeah. That's so first ago, I'm almost done with the first season, so I'm, I'm I'll I'll stick with it. Uh, take your time with Rings of Power. So yeah, definitely. I'm still take your time. Yeah, I'm still watching it. What episode are you in? I, I haven't watched the one that's this Friday. I'm Oh, you're ahead of me then. Yeah, yeah. And and I haven't quite <coughs> reached the I don't give a shit uh level. That being said, it is truly unfortunate, although not a surprise, that uh Rings of Power comes out on Friday. And then uh, House of the Dragon comes out on Sunday because every week it's just like you just get reminded of how much a better show <laughs> House of the Dragon is. Although I, it's not the show's fault. It's Tolkien. I mean, it is, he didn't no, develop look, look, those characters. I'm a fan of Tolkien, but I completely <clears throat> agree with you. Also. But I will say I, I have had some issues with the time jump in the most recent episode. Uh, I don't mind it. Cause I, I don't mind it. I, I love it because the character – I mean these characters are in different stages of their lives. Sure. And with Alicent going full Karen, yes. I don't think her, her younger car, uh, counterpart could – Execute that as well. No, but as I do, I, this the, actor, the Renee, Renee, I ha, uh, I happen to like the younger actor okay. more so far than I like her, the actor playing the older her. Oh, I, that's that's so far. One that's episode, so far. and I so am yeah. sold. I mean, I didn't like Allison as much because of you know uh, what she allowed her father to push her sure. to do, but here in this episode, 
the actor stands on her own. Yes. You know, and I love that aspect about that character. Because you need great villains. I didn't know who to hate in this show because in the first... the original series, you knew who were the big people that you rooted against. I kind of hate everybody in this new. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean like. like I mean, in a, I don't. Mean no, I like get I, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't mean in like I. I think they're crappy or anything. I just. I just. I kind of hate everyone in a in a in a in a positive manner. For me, it was Otto because he's like that creepy uncle you should never ever have your children uh, sit, re- stand next to you. Great. He just. Yeah, I don't know. He dis- he disgusts me. Whenever yeah. I see him, and the fact that finally I, his daughter can join him in my hatred of the hot towers, I feel something. Yeah, that, that being I, said, I want to feel something said, about these characters where I was hoping I would feel something with the Lord of the Rings, and, you just don't. and I'm like, you just don't. It took me like episode four that I, wait, is this the same character as the Peter Jackson Galadriel, uh, who was p- uh, portrayed by Kate Blanchett? Blanchett. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm but, like. But I, I it didn't it didn't there's no way you're gonna get you're gonna be I don't know any of the names I don't care to know the names and I'm like there's nobody in this show did anyone consult with Peter Jackson on this on this project I don't know no because they couldn't like it's it's they deliberately were were trying to do something that was separate and different and the problem is when you don't have someone like Peter Jackson who understands the or is just better at executing the yeah. fact that Tolkien is not good with characters. He's not good with as a writer, he was not good at making <clears throat> you care about the characters. They were as we discussed last time, they're all archetypes. They're types. You know, they don't come across as actual characters. And that was the one thing that Peter Jackson did where he improved upon is he made everyone an actual three-dimensional character who you could care about the rings of power does not do that uh i mean they have his budget they just don't have his magic when it comes to filmmaking Mm, that's a shame well you know what it is it's It's gorgeous i have to admit it is amazing to look at it is it's It's, very pretty but it's just like they miss a mark i mean they should have done a good job in terms of consulting with uh, Peter Jackson or someone who worked with the original uh, trilogy. So, so the problem, the biggest problem, and I don't necessarily, I mean, like, look, you're not, that the cast of the Lord of the Rings movies, even the Hobbit movies, which aren't as good, the cast that they got for those movies is absurd. That being said, I don't entirely blame the cast of Rings of Power. The writing is much closer to Tolkien's, and that's actually a mistake. (laughs) Because it's not... He's... Like I said, he's great at world building. He is terrible at writing characters. He's terrible at writing... Writing, and I don't care. I'm gonna fucking drag Tolkien on this. He's terrible at writing dialogue. Like... I blame the writers of Rings of Power. It's like they were trying to be too faithful to the books. And then there are the stands who say, well, then, but there's a black elf. It's like, that's, <laughs> that's irrelevant. Uh, what, I think I might have mentioned this. I, I might have mentioned this. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might have mentioned this before, but there was, I was listening to a podcast, and they said, it's just like, look, all the people were upset about, like, oh, there's a black elf. It's just like, look, 
And they're like, oh, Tolkien would be upset. I was like, no, no, Tolkien would be upset with the show, he, but he'd be upset with it and for reasons that would make no sense to anyone. Not because he was racist, and just, just because if you read those books, his problems with the show would probably be stuff like, I have no, do you know what the fuck he's talking about? I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Because that's the type of dude Tolkien yeah. was. Like, if you read those books, you could tell, like, he's, he's like, he was a language nerd. He was like a linguist. Yes. He created the languages before he wrote the stories. If that gives you an idea of where his actual brain was, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, it rings up. It's it makes me sad. So I'm gonna take. I take it you're gonna take your time before you. Yeah, jump on I'm this. not in any rush. You um, should. I'm 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 prioritizing other shows I wanna uh, I wanna watch and catch up with. But oh yeah, I'll get to it Im- immediately. I mean, I'll get to it, I'll get I'll get to it eventually. And you guys are not the only ones, you know. I mean, the- that being said, there are shows that you could watch uh, before you even get to. Yeah, there's a lot of good TV. No, 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 before no, no, no shows that have that have been on and, and are done that you could get to before you get the rings rings of power. <clears throat> like like <coughs> Clone Wars. Uh, like Clone Wars, and yeah, you should. And uh, if you like space and you watched Foundation, why not watch the good version of that show, uh, the, Expanse. the Expanse? Yeah, if you do, you yeah. you need to get on the Expanse. Have Expanse you been watching Andor? I haven't started yet. I because I'm waiting for because it's they're still dropping episodes, right? Yeah. So I'm waiting for some. I love episode. it, but I've been surprised by how many. Star Wars fans are indifferent towards it. Like my coworker, she's a huge Star Wars fan. It's just like she doesn't like the pacing of it. It's not. It's too HBO. It's too character driven for what she was used to. And it's it seems not, like that's a lot of a, that's a big problem. The pacing of the show is what bothers a lot of Star Wars fans. But I think that's the best thing about the show. Everybody are really liking it. Well, it's because a lot of Star Wars fans are stupid. got really... There's that. <laughs> That's definitely true. A lot of, and, and a lot of them are not actually real Star Wars fans, as, we, as I have mentioned many times before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that, like... I think the reason why a lot of people don't like <clears throat> it is because it is... So Star Wars in in its best elements is a space western or a space samurai movie. Uh, if you're a Kirakura Sour, it's you know it's why George it's you know the Kirakura Sour made samurai westerns essentially. Um, but because it's not that and it's more of like a crime show, mm-hmm. like. <clears throat> Yeah, I think people want space battle, space western, and it, and it I mean, shows it's, not that at all. I mean, as a fan of Star Trek, you know, and seeing how a sci- how science fiction can de- dedicate itself towards building worlds and peoples, I appreciated that about yeah. St- Andor, where you got to see the different cultures and how they're being oppressed by because you've heard stories about the Empire. Is bad news. Yeah. But what did they do? You know, they pissed off the rebels. They pissed, They killed off the Jedi. But, you know, how are they systematically threatening? You know, what are the bad things? And just to see 
what they trample on people. And the great thing about like this week's episode, there it's not a big thing. It's the title, uh, "The Axe Forgets," you know, which is a perfect way of encapsulating, you know, the relationship between oppressors and the oppressed. Yeah. Um, and this is just, I mean, just to see how vampiric you know the empire is in terms of stealing oh i'm good uh stealing resources uh resources from other cultures i love it you know i also also appreciate the fact that like i love seeing the side of the empire that is just like just terrible like the way bureaucracies are just awful is like the whole like the meeting between the, the the higher up yeah. empire and the fact that the, the they have their own like version of like working stiffs the security forces guys the sec- I felt so I am curious to see what happens I mean I think he's gonna end up becoming a rebel uh, really he, well, I don't know he, he's either gonna go way dark or he's gonna become a rebel because he all of the sudden, like he was very gung ho, and all of a sudden he had to see what the empire's, what being part of that, because he got the feeling that he's not like no, he's but, never actually been on like an actual thing. Yeah, but the thing is, the fact that he's still looking at, um, you know, Diego Luna's face. I mean, he's attractive. I, we get it, but you know, he's still obsessed. I think he's got like. A connect with the empire that will allow him to, you know, hunt the character down, you know, sure, and but take. I a- also, there's also something about that. The scene where he comes home to see his mom. I always, I got the. She has like very much Jewish mom to her. For some reason, I it, I feel that you know when I saw I that. Felt that too. But I also there there's something about like his expressions in the scene where he's staring at Diego Luis, uh, at his at Andor's face. Yeah. Uh, where, like I said, he's either seeing something. There's definitely a mix of which I appreciate. It's actually one of the white things that the show has done very well. That there's like a, a mix of motivations, even for like the security forces, like like. And like I said, I appreciate that some of them are gung ho and some of them are just like they're they're paycheck guys. Well, no, those paycheck guys are lower rung. Those are just yeah. like they're contractors. Yeah. You know, and you know, they're just there because they're feeling feeding off the scraps of the empire. Yeah. You know, um, but are they true believers? I don't I don't know if they are, you know, I, 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 and I don't think there are true believers there. But what I do like is the fact that the Sith competition is able to permeate throughout the entirety of the yeah. Empire, where you have to, head, you have to undercut everyone in order not, to know, come about, up. That's what I meant by like the, the bureaucratic, like just evil of it is. It's like they're not even Sith; they're just, they're just terrible greedy yeah. people who are trying to like one up each other yeah there was like a scene in the episode you haven't seen where one of the guys arch is trying to like uh set up a new headquarters Dude, gonna kill him. <laughs> they're trying to set up a new headquarters and the guy 
is it, one of the underlings only concern is one can i get a new title and two can i get a pay raise and i'm like gosh you fucking assholes i love to hate you you know um I don't know. I, Star Wars is great when Jedi and the Sith are involved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. you know. I also, I also, again, like cast is is I I, I love uh, you know the kind of dualist character that uh, Skarsgård is playing. Selling Skarsgård, uh, amazing, amazing character. Where he just plays two roles. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The obviously the rebel, but mm-hmm. he has uh, he has a mask that he portrays, and he does a good job. Even though preparing for the mask is just so amazing. Yeah. Um, the casting is just superb, and I finally knew that woman, the rebel woman. Yeah, she yeah. was from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Uh, Maisie Williams' rival before she killed her. Um, and yeah, I was like, I did not I recognize was, I her originally. Get the name of her. She's like the the last senator, I think, like real senator. And I'm drawing a blank on her. She ends up being a member of. She's in. She's in Star Wars. Wait, she's, Mon Mothma. Thank you, Mon Mothma. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a, she's the the leader like yeah. the leader of the Death Star run. I only recognize her from. Rogue One. Was she in other Star Wars films? No, no. What I mean is that character is in New Hope. Really? She's the one who's leading the... If I'm remembering correctly, she's the one who is like... Uh, many Bothans died for this. She's that lady. Oh, that character. That's who she oh. Is. Yeah, that's the same character. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She I goes see. from being a senator from the Republic to being like one of the Does Andor require the viewer to um, refresh on um, Rogue One? Rogue One. No. No, because it takes place before Rogue One. And one of the problems is that you know Cassie and Andor is going to yeah. die. <laughs> I don't think so because Later. you know there's an end. But yeah. I love that character. Luna was just amazing as that. Sure. And you see how. How street smart he is, and how he's perfect—a uh, perfect agent for the rebel. Because he's not a trained agent; he's just a survivor, yeah. you know. And you see his origins. You see what it took for him to gain those skills in order to survive, and why kind of, the kind of, rebel needed you that. You see why he's kind of a bastard. <laughs> he's not a good part. He's not yeah. a great person. No. Like, <laughs> He's, he's a straight-up cunt, you know? And <laughs> up until, what, episode, what, five right yeah, now, I think? watching too much of The Boys. Just throw yeah. that, <laughs> just throw that word I, I really love that. Like that. I love that. I mean, blame Butcher. Um, but yeah, he's still not likable, you know? I, in terms of, but you care about what he's doing, you know? And you're impressed by him. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm hoping that event... I mean, technically... He's not good in Rogue One. He's not. No, no, no. He's kind of a He's bastard a dick. in Rogue One as well. He's a yeah, dick. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh, so moving along, Disney. So he, as I texted you, he was finally in the episode of She-Hulk. Uh, I at Did first, 
No, actually, Charlie, she's been watching straight through. She loves it, but I, I haven't, I haven't caught up on on She-Hulk. Have you been liking it? I only watched the first couple of episodes, and I, I expected it to be more of a comedy, and that's what it is. So, is it a good comedy, according to you? For, based on what I've seen, uh, it doesn't take itself seriously, and I'm fine with it. You know, ba- you know, Charlie loves it. It's like I think she's like she's 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 really been enjoying it. So I take her word on it. Uh, I know a lot of people really don't like it. In fairness, more than any of the other Marvel things that have ever come out, Charlie is the target audience for that show. We necessarily are not. I will say I've been enjoying the show. It definitely has funny moments. I love Tatiana Maslany, as we have said, ad nauseum. Uh, The writing, the problem I have with the show, aside from uh, the, the effects... Uh, <laughs> I've gotten used to it. I, I have to. In uh, context, you, you when, once you once you follow the context, it's it's more forgivable, I guess. Yeah. But. Uh, also, as the, the episodes go on, it gets a little bit. I feel like it's <clears throat> you know a little bit better. Uh, the hair is still. Yeah, my the my issue is the hair. It looks the, too the hair, CG. And every time they have her in the suit, in like the suit, because it's an actual person in that suit, yeah. and then a digitized head and it's just it's yeah like i said once once i say that and you watch it it's kind of yeah, hard because i see. saw the actor who's in the suit and she's small i mean she's tall yeah but she's not i expected like a buff yeah, yeah. bodybuilder no, 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 no. and she, she, no, she's, she's not she's just, she's just like just a tall. tall model uh yeah i will say that my biggest problem with the writing is that it's a little bit too it's a little bit too on the nose with some of the stuff is that it's it's just I feel like I, like I like it but I also feel like there's just a, it's it's just a little bit yeah like I said on the nose like I feel like they could have been with some of the stuff it could, there's stuff that could have been a little bit more subtle or but I was like eh, it's it's a Marvel show and it's and it's you know it's in the this, vein of those old school like TGIF comedies. Yes. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. I mean, in hindsight, I mean, probably like a younger version of me would have appreciated this show. Sure. Um, it's, but I don't know. Just like right now, it's just like I don't hate it. You know, it's yeah. interesting, um, especially after the last episode. You yeah, know, I, I, I just so I was taken up by surprise by the turn it yeah. goes. I'm expecting light, 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 light. But towards the end, I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable about what went on. Like, uh, morning show season one towards the end, uncomfortable. Like, ah, uh, I um, like as a guy, as a dude, and seeing what's been going on, where they're taking oh, oh, shit. You mean, oh, you mean the the, the yeah yeah the last episode. yeah, yeah where yeah, I'm yeah. like, whoa, this is. I mean, I know that they're taking issues that women are dealing with a lot, especially when it comes to their exes and. Having shit like that, but how is it being approached? Uh, right now, just like it's, it's painful. Little, it is, but but it's the same. I, very I have, serious. I have the very same, serious. It is, but I have the same, and it's not a huge criticism. It's just it. A lot of it is is a. I whenever they're handling these things, I always feel like when it's a little bit too sledgehammery, and it's mostly not concept wise, like. 
I'm glad they're dealing with the issues that they were. It's that they are. It's just especially like dialogue wise and like the way they've chosen to do it. It's a, it's I feel like it's a little bit they're they're hammering it a little but bit. But it's hard. like I mean you can't fault them for that because no, this no, is a, no. the, this is the medium, the type of show sure. that it's not about subtlety. Yeah. And they're trying to state the obvious for laughs, you know, sure. for the most part. Especially when it comes to like when she accepts a, her, one of her colleagues accepts the award is like, of course she's going to make that statement. I you didn't know? realize, I, it, didn't, it did not occur to me that that's Renee Elise Goldsberry, who's normally very good and she's not great on this show. From Hamilton... And uh, from um, Falconry or whatever her hell, hell her name is from Carbon, from Altered Carbon, Carbon yeah. yeah. Um, um, who is ageless? Uh, that's yeah, I'm just like amazed by the fact that she's in her fifties. Yeah. Uh, that's insane. But I mean, it's the show. I mean, you're not expecting well, strong so acting. Like, I, my my initial reaction. You to... go from bad from like expecting lighthearted to something that is extremely serious. That will eventually require the characters to sure. go into so, areas so, that you don't so see. So a couple. So origin, my an, my initial gut reaction to to Daredevil being on the episode was that Boner. it was kind of a travesty. Boner. No, no, no. I was, I was, I, 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 but the initial like watching the, my first watch of the episode because yeah. I watched it more than once, obviously, uh, was the first initial gut reaction was like this is kind of a travesty. Uh, but then, like, watching it again, and I was just like, well, it's not his show. Yeah. So, so tonally, it's going to be more in the line of what the show has been. Uh, it is a happier Matt Murdock than I'm used to from the Netflix show. But then again, I, had to rem- I also had to remind myself, well, season three... How, however they choose to handle Born Again because it's been very uneven. The actors have been saying one thing. Kevin Feige has been saying another thing. Marvel.com has been saying a different thing. <laughs> uh, so I had to remember that actually season three of Daredevil, they're in a happy place. He's in a happy place. But this is not that Daredevil. They... It hasn't been confirmed one way or another. That's the thing. Kevin Feige saying one thing, the actors are saying a slightly different thing. Mm. Like, I mean, they're not. I mean, I doubt that there are because they're never going to go into areas that Netflix went into, you know. And I don't think they're even going to acknowledge what happened. I mean, it'll be just that's just going to be a variant universe. What it They've is, already established that. They've already established that. Number one, but number two. I will say that there's nothing in this, in the She-Hulk episode, that necessarily contradicts That's true. That, that, that happened in that. They, they don't have to reference anything, but they also, like what I, someone pointed out that I actually didn't think about was, was like, they're not referencing anything, except for like the fact that there's a hallway scene, yeah. uh, which is like a little nod. And the music. But the, and the music. But they're also not explicitly denying that it happened because I don't think that there's stuff that happened in the show that necessarily, especially because there's Daredevil the show and then there was the rest of the show, like there's Defenders in my opinion they can just, defer- they can pretend like Defenders never happened. <laughs> I agree with you on um, that one. Yeah, I'll hear There's you. part there, yeah uh, but yeah, like the stuff I initially had a problem with 
when I actually thought about like even if he it, it there it isn't the Matt Murdock post season three of the Netflix Daredevil, even if it is, he would be a little bit happier because he's not. And and there were people was like upset that like oh, wait we're spoiling stuff. <laughs> Go, yeah, I don't I don't mind. They hook up, uh. But but uh. But then I, but then like you had to remember, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, Matt Murdock. Yeah, he's the player. That yeah. moves, <laughs> like, and he's incredibly nice. smooth and charming. And Jen Walters is horny, you <clears throat> yeah, know. Yeah. And this is a very horny TV show, you know. And also, so. like the the chemistry between the two, between Charlie yeah. Cox and Tatiana Maslany is great. Uh, that's the scene in the bar is great. Yeah, you you kind of so there there are some stuff like individually that I that I'm cool with. The fact that one of the big problems I have with it, character-wise, about Daredevil is that even though he's in, he might be in a happier place, and if this is a, if this is a very different Daredevil, it would have to be because Matt Murdock is not that trusting at all. He he ends up with a lot of people knowing his secret identity, but he does have trust issues. I doubt he would just trust that fashion designer with his secret identity. Number one and number two that he would just allow that person to design That's his costume. That's why I have problems. Uh, number three, why is why would he be on the West Coast? He has no reason to come to the West Coast, like hmm. uh, to defend that guy. It was just like unless they're gonna explain, which I don't think they're gonna explain at all. They'll probably just forget about it. Like why would he go to the, all the Listen, way to the West Coast? Let's just admit you're going to be disappointed. A lot of us are going to be disappointed. Yeah. In the, I mean, Disney, Marvel Disney. They Marvel, laid down a bunch of CG yeah. for well, him to do stuff. I mean, Marvel Disney is not learning what, what um, Star Wars Disney is doing. Star Wars is pushing the ante. Star Wars is building characters Forcing them in an uncomfortable situation with Andor. Marvel Disney is like they don't know that sometimes good television requires pushing characters into uncomfortable areas, and I don't think that they can do that. Well, I don't think they can we'll go. See what they do I don't. I I, see I, they, I, I feel they that they cannot. I'm when now that they've shifted <clears throat> the tone. Shifted the tone to what? For She Hulk. After that, I'm even afraid of whether or not they're going to do. Yeah, Uh, I mean, something as serious as that, just to put a big smile on their. I don't know. I mean, I would. I mean, it made me uncomfortable because of the scenario, not of what the character is going through or is. I have yet to see that. We'll see in the next episode. But I don't have faith that Disney will pull this off very well. You know. How many episodes uh, are are you guys in uh, for She-Hulk? This is what episode eight, seven or eight. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's okay. the next so episode is the, yeah. is the finale. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. I will say uh, I loved Werewolf, Werewolf by Night, but like I said, I am biased. I'm going to check that out. I'm biased tonight. because Tomorrow, I, I love ni- the 1950s like monster movies. Uh, and it's done very much in that style. And it looks so there, weird. There is silly. There is silliness with it, but the silliness is very much 
in context. Is this a film or is it's this a series? It's an hour-long uh, special presentation. Okay. With a with a very interesting cast, and it's in black and white. It is for a Disney show, even though it's in black and white. Uh, it's not gory, gory, but it's way more. There's way more blood and like. Oh, there's blood. There, I mean, it's in black and white, but there's like blood spraying, and a dude gets like his arm cut off, uh, and it's man thing. So people who encounter that's man thing get get burned, like basically melted. Uh, like someone had sex in Star Wars, yeah. in Andor. There's sex wow. in Star in. I mean, I'm like this. The, as as was telling Jamie, the opening sequence they're in. <clears throat> It's in an environment that feels like Blade Runner. Yeah, there are they're in a nudie bar or whatever the alien equivalent, but yeah. it's a brothel, yeah, or something like that. And throughout, it, there's an instance in someone or a couple in in the season have sex. You never see that in never. Star Wars, and yeah, I'm like. Never. Okay, they're pushing the auntie. Well, they're not making. You don't actually see them have sex. Yeah, but you, no, no. But you acknowledge yeah. you as an adult. You know that they have sex. Yeah. And in Star Wars, you don't see that. The sure. the yeah. most of a relationship you see is Le- is Leia kissing her brother. That's it. Pretty much. But I have never seen any grow growing up in any of these Disney Star Wars films or TV shows. Sure. So I'm hoping. I have hope for at least the Star Wars point, especially with Andor, that they're growing up. They're growing up. They're having the property mature a little bit, something that MCU has not been able to do. You know, they're still very juvenile, but at least with Star Wars, I care about it because they're going into areas, to territories that mm-hmm. I find interesting. The greater world, the oppressed peoples, the... Um, the that's something you've never seen before. Yeah. That interests me I, I i keep saying Same this here. the future of star wars is promising yeah. because they're going into areas outside of the skywalker palpatine era and even yeah. when they do like was it tales of the jedi looks cool. that looks good looks have cool. you seen the d23 trailers for what's coming up <sighs> not all of them uh, I've seen a, th- a few things. I, I, I saw m- mostly the Marvel stuff. Okay. The Tales of the Jedi that Jamie was mentioning looks good because they're like a series of... Um, it's like a city where they um, they examining, examine the lives of... Um, what's her name? I think it's uh, Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano, I think, post-Clone Wars. Post-Clone Wars, as well as... Um, what was the apprentice? Count Dooku. Count Dooku pre Clone Wars. So when he was wor- when he had um, Qui Gon Jinn as a Padawan. So you have um, those two characters in it. So I'm curious to see how what turned what flipped for Count Dooku to get and him to turn on Bad the dark Batch side. Season two. Bad Batch and season- Mandalorian season three. <laughs> I don't know. Star Wars is getting into areas that you are blinding yourself to, my friend. The Bad Batch. Amazing. I didn't think I wanted it, but just showing you the beginnings of the Empire and how what happened after uh, Order 66. 
Clone Wars just sets up so many characters you'll be seeing in live action a lot. And you'll be scratching, looking at Charlie. Who's this person? Who's this amazing character that I don't know? I should have listened to Jamie and Eve <laughs> to watch this. I would have known why this person is so awesome. Yeah, like the, the best stuff of Clone Wars and I guess Extended Universe are yeah. being, are being uh, introduced into the fold. And I'm liking Star Wars. I mean, I'm, I, Star oh, Trek yeah. is my heart, I, but I, Star I, Wars is... And, I mean, D23, they look good. The, the, the Star Wars stuff was the most exciting. Uh, what is it? Secret Invasion, less so. Although I'm liking Secret although, Invasion although, because although, although, I love the spy. No, no, no. No, it's coming out. But the trailer looks good. It had um, what was it? Winter Soldier vibes. Yeah, yeah And yeah. I loved yeah, Winter like a, Soldier. It's like a spy, a spy show with aliens. <laughs> and without the superheroes, because I hate yeah. the original Secret Invasion in the comic book. That that's got fair. me to hate Marvel. Yeah. Um. Fair. So the fact that they're going s- smaller scale invasion, but very spy centric, mm-hmm. I'm I'm down that's for that. Yeah, that's the vibes I got Willow. out of it. Willow, I'll end up watching Willow. I never saw Willow. Eh, it's a fun movie. As a kid, I, I never had the opportunity the, to watch it. Sh- the, I think it's a new show. It's gonna be on. New- it's either a new show or or a new movie that's gonna be on Disney Plus. Okay. And a little more random. Is a remake. Uh, no, it's a sequel. It's sort of a sequel, yeah. Oh, okay. Takes place years later, and the two, the only, I mean, two of the, uh, they got all of the cast to come back except Val Kilmer because, for various reasons, yeah. he couldn't do it. Like, okay. I don't, I don't know if they asked. I doubt he could have done it, even if they, even if they did, because like his health is not great. Right oh, now. okay. Right. Uh, um, and. Yeah, the first Black Panther trailer, I cried, man. Yeah, second one. I is, cried. The second one is is cool, except for the little flappy wings. <clears throat> like I was telling you, when we were, yeah. As, as I, I we were talking right before you came in. I uh, I mean, I'm down for Namor. I love the character. Flappy wings on I ankles. I always forget. I, I, I was telling looks you, weird. in the comic books, they don't emphasize it very often, and I always forget. I have no idea. I he always forget that his little ankle wings actually <laughs> flap, and they're what allows him to fly. There's a lot of writers in Marvel who kind of just, they're like, no, we're not doing that. But yeah, little flappy wings. They, I uh, have no idea he had that, that ability. And the theory is that that's not Shuri in the suit. That's the... The other, the I don't know. But, it, but, but the she could the be. Yeah, yeah. That's what threw me off. I, I've, I initially thought that was Shuri, but what is it? They're gonna try to like spread the mantle to multiple people, kind of like where multiple people get a chance to play I as. Th- I think Black Panther. So as someone who is just recently reading the, uh, the run in the short period of time in which Shuri is the Black Panther. I think that what you're seeing in the preview, this is just a theory, it's based on nothing, I could be completely wrong, it's based on what I saw in that second preview, in the first preview. When they're bringing that member of the Dora Milaje and they're all in white, Mm -hmm. that's the beginning of the trials. Because you have to go through a series of trials to become the Black Panther. Right. So my theory, and the, it's like I said, it's based on just those couple of could be completely wrong because this comes, you know, sometimes what Marvel does 
is that that's the start of the trials, and she's actually the one. It would be a good way to both up the profile of that actor who none of us know, and uh, avoid Letitia Wright becoming Black Panther because yeah. that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, not because Shuri becoming Black Panther is a terrible it's idea, the actor. but because Letitia Wright becoming and her Black Panther, carrying that franchise is a goddamn politics terrible idea. and her. Yeah, her stance is on a few things. Just doesn't bode well for her being the lead of yeah, a show of a movie like this. And and look, I will see what they. I hope it's as a character who is not great in the comic books. I hope they can do something with Ironheart. We'll see what happens. Um, but that's also a movie that I'm interested in because Ryan Coogler. I mean, I was happy that he didn't have to crack jokes all the time like other Marvel yeah. movies and. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because of the um, situation with Chadwick Boseman passing, they are going to make a film. You know, instead of just like having a comedic movie with superheroes, they're actually going to push the ante and like make a great film that looks good. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the first trailer and was like, this is gorgeous. You know, great cinematography. You see actors being pushed uh, to their limits. Something you don't see a lot in Marvel films, so I'm hap- I'm really hoping that they this is going to be an amazing movie. Well, well, there's 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 a couple things about it, you know, with that second preview and just in general, is I think <clears throat> Disney understands uh, and Ryan Coogler, I think, especially understands uh, that given Chadwick Boseman's death, like they couldn't do. Even if he hadn't passed, I actually believe they couldn't do what they've been doing with their other films. Like they just couldn't. It's 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 the status of that character. Yeah. The what was done in the first film, where it's like a Marvel film, but it's also very very much its own thing. Mm-hmm. Like as much as it is a Marvel film, the first Black Panther film is its own movie. And I I honestly like from. What I little I know about Ryan, I don't think Ryan Coogler would have done it any other way. A second, a second film, if it wasn't very much its own thing again. It's just like yeah, it's they would Disney wouldn't have been able to get away with it. Uh, but yeah, you know, super excited about that. I'm not like super excited about Black Adam, but I want to see it because you know it's the fucking Rock. I mean, yeah, I mean it's the Rock, and yeah. to be honest, I mean. DC movies have been solid <laughs> to great lately. Yeah. You know, post Zack Snyder. I mean, also, I mean, also, I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, is it Pierce Brosnan who's playing Fate? Yeah, Pierce Brosnan is Fate. I ain't got no problem with the cat. That. Is the the cast is great? You know, and Brosnan. Um, I mean, I love to see him go toe to toe with characters who could take him down or supposedly can take him down um so yeah it looks good and it looks like great action fest you know um, it's also black adam different tone but it's the same world uh the same like corner of the dc universe that shazam is part of yeah just like magic and like i'm hoping because fate is in it like the whole chaos order Gods of Chaos and Order thing. I hope they get into that because, like, uh, it's the, the the one pocket of the DC universe that I happen to really love. And it's just like just all of that, like fucking, uh, you know, 
Zatanna, Con- mm. John Constantine, that whole thing. Y- y- although I heard that that uh, they're gonna make a second, they're gonna make a second Constantine. Yeah, movie. I, I saw that. And it's with and Keanu, Keanu Reeves. And Keanu Reeves. I don't mind. I enjoyed I the I first enjoyed, one. I enjoy. I enjoy. I mean, the it's first not. One. It's not really Constantine, but it it's. Yeah. But I don't mind it. I yeah. don't mind it because he was, you know, he did an okay job, and it was a fun movie. It was a fun. I movie. mean, I. I rewatched it a few times. It's fun. Uh, it's and a fun it's, ass it, movie. It's, it's still a fun carries. Ass movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun ass movie. Uh, like I said, it, yeah, it's it's not Constantine necessarily. I also, I really so. I said this about Sandman too. I have no problem with with Jenna Coleman in the Sandman playing Joanna Constantine. Don't blame I'm, her. It's it's Neil Gaiman. He's the one who pushed for that. Well, no, 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 no. That's no, no. I have no problem with that. Uh, also, because that's sort of canon a little bit in the comic book anyway. Uh, that like former like his ancestors, uh, Joanna Constantine is a character in the Sandman. Uh, she's just in the past, uh, and that's in the show as well. But it's just because I think the guy. They couldn't have done it because it would have suggested there was some connection between the Sandman and the CW Arrowverse. But the guy who plays Constantine for, like, the Arrowverse, he's so perfect. Like, and it's why whenever they have an... Every time they put out a... a, a, They put out two animated Constantine movies, and he's the voice actor, too. Oh, really? It's because he's, he's just... He... And it's not just that he looks like him. He just nails... He's, you know, <clears throat> look, I, even though it's terrible, I liked Legends of Tomorrow. When he became a regular in Legends of Tomorrow, he was great. The brief show that was on Fox, unfortunately, the Constantine yeah, show. Yeah, I remember that one. It was good. But it was not made for Fox. It was, it got, it got held up. It should have been on FX. Yeah. Or better yet, on HBO. That's where that show belonged. You couldn't do... It was on Network Fox. Mm. You can't do that show on Network Fox. Which you show can't. most shows You could do it on die. FX. Yeah. Like, you definitely could have done it on FX. But yeah, it's... But like, even then, I was just like, he's fucking perfect. Like, he's great. Yeah, so that's the only thing I was salty about. Yeah, yeah whatever. They're making a second one with Keanu Reeves. And John Wood 4 is coming around. <laughs> Recently, we watched almost all three of them. It's <laughs> uh, one of those things I watch is like a mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Just, just, yeah, that. Oh, uh, I do that. That and obviously Die Hard for Christmas. Oh, yeah. The That's first nice three. Holiday classic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like <clears throat> great shit on tap. Uh, get on Andor. Let us know so we can pick your brain as to what you think okay. about Andor from your vantage point as a Star Wars fan. Well, I will. And, and when we finally do, I mean, I have more to say about uh, House of the Dragon, but we can we can yeah. discuss that. It's because that show is still coming on. Yeah. We can get to that. I will just say fucking Targaryens. Are you... Would you be interested in seeing Black Panther in theaters or not yet? Yes, okay. I would. All right. Um, iffy about opening weekend, but I am interested okay. in seeing it in theater. Um, have you guys discussed Sandman? Have we? A little bit, yeah. We definitely did. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta pee though, so let's pause. All right. Okay. 
<clears throat> okay, we're back. All right, so Sandman. So what are your Which we thoughts? We definitely just discussed before, but I'm Where, so willing to go in this huh. obvious again. Yeah. What about it intrigued you? Because you said you didn't know much about the, the, the lore. Right. Um, I I knew it was a graphic novel, but uh, and 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 it was by Neil Gaiman, but that's about all I knew going into it. Um, I I w- the first episode was intriguing. I was, I was struck by the high production quality overall. Um, I thought that the actor that they chose to play Sandman was very, well, the casting was very solid on this show. Um, Tom is pretty great. Tom Sturridge is pretty great. Yeah. Where was, what did he do? He hasn't been in a lot before this. And the funny thing is, so he, I was listening to Neil Gaiman on, I think it was What the Fuck with Mark Maron. And he said that they started the casting pre-pandemic, and he came in, uh, and they were just like, "He's really good, but we have, you know, we really want to get this right because it's the main <coughs> character. There's a lot riding on this." Mm-hmm. And they tried a bunch of other people, and then there was like a break because of the pandemic for like a year and a half or wow. two years, something like that. Uh, and they came. In the interim, they like just did a. They had more time to go through just way more people, and they just came back to him, and they were just, they were just like, well, we we saw a whole bunch of other people, because we really wanted to get this right, and it just turned out that like mm-hmm. he was like one of the first people they saw, and they went back and they were like, yeah, no, no, he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he was he was he portrayed the character really well. I mean, my in my limited knowledge, but um, yeah. And then, but yeah, I was more more so intrigued in the first couple of episodes. Uh, then hit the the episode with the diner, yeah. and when the 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 guy gets a hold of the ruby, and all, I wanted this is my I guess if I could. Com- if I'll criticize the, sh- the, the show, it was in terms of the pacing. It, later on, it, it went on in a different direction, and I wanted to see more about this character that took the ruby. And th- there was no real resolution there. I guess they're saving that for, for well, the second no, season. Well, they're not. Uh, what I will tell you is it is very faithful to the books mm-hmm. to a fault, meaning that there is... So there is a, they did the first arc of the books, which is like the first trade paperback, basically, collection of, uh, as the first half of the first season. And then they did the second trade as the second half of the first season. They maybe should have split it into two separate seasons. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, I will tell you, John D does not come back at all really yeah uh he's portrayed in the books by a supervillain neither regular person he's actually a dc supervillain in the books in and part of the reason that is happens is because early on in the books neil gaiman had an idea that he wanted it to be connected to the rest of the dc universe 
and then halfway through when he started to like go off and do more thing where like he started to address like myths and he got really into the idea of like okay who dream is is he's the he's the king of stories essentially because he's, he's the lord of dreams he's also the lord of imagination which makes him the lord of stories and once neil gaiman really started to get into that idea he kind of just let go of the idea that it would be connected to the rest of the dc universe it also he also kind of let go of the idea because of who this character is that there had to it was like he's a superhero and you need to have him that version of the narrative needs to be continuous like that where like there's villains who come back and it's like the structure of the, the thing is not that that's why the second half of the first season feels like a completely different yeah. show yeah is because it's uh and the final ep the, the the bonus episode is also yeah can can we talk about that cuz yeah, we have I, not spoken about this yeah i was completely lost with that last was that is that like an add on is that like bonus content i i was it is not really so so that confused. is the start of the third arc of stories and what a lot of that is is it is Uh, story, other stories in which uh, the King of Dreams is a part, but he's not the main character. Uh, So there's a couple things about that bonus episode. Number one, uh, Dream of a Thousand Cats is just a standalone. I love that one. That's what I gather. But, But the context of that and the reason why that's important for the the story overall because if you're looking for an overarching story you're not going to get one that's not how the sandman works mm. uh there are definitely ways that the stuff that happens in the beginning of the show and even that thing that feels like an entirely different uh story in the second half of the season a lot of that becomes a if if the show gets it looks like it's going to get a second season if it gets a bunch into more seasons, a lot of that stuff becomes way more important way, way later. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Neil Gaiman really readily admitted when he was writing it that like he knew where it started, he knew where it ended, he didn't necessarily know that where it middled. Mm-hmm. But I will say that Rose Walker becomes very important much later in the story. Uh, the reason much later why uh the the muse becomes is because she she entreaties the fates the fates become way more important way later in the story and so does uh um the woman who has the baby with her dream husband oh right 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 yeah she has like a real baby in the real world yeah that all that stuff connects way 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 later in the story in a really brilliant way Mm. but when he was writing it he didn't know that they're they're probably gonna streamline some of that i think for the sake of the show just because yeah like i said it's really faithful to the books the but the pro- some of the problem with that is be- is that 
you get this narrative that feels like it's very disjointed. Yeah. I think my favorite episode of all was uh, the one where they, you know, we get to we get to learn more about death. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was and also my favorite one too. And then the episode, and then in the second half of the episode, where every hundred years he meets he meets That's, the same guy at the yeah. bar. I thought I really enjoyed that. That was yeah. yeah. Uh, I so I've watched the sound of her wings uh, numerous times. That is a beautiful. Episode. It really was. It really was. Uh, well and you done. want to talk about an actor, an actress who like embodies a character, like. Again, there were people. Neil Gaiman made fun of all the people, like the racist people. Was like, "Oh, he cast the black woman." It was like, yeah. "Yeah, but she's so." She's as far as like the lovable, vibe of who I that, just yeah. The vibe of who death that who that character yeah. completely embodies yeah. that, and also that episode, as far as like the way that parallels the issue of the comic book, it's so close. It's so t- there's some stuff that he cut out, but it's. But it's it's yeah. such a tight adaptation of the book. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful yeah, episode. It really was. Just like a great show. That's another show that is just so gorgeous. Yeah. You know, um, and beautiful to look at. Oh, oh, and also. And I'm surprised Netflix was able to pull it off and, and, and not also, fuck it over. And also, <laughs> right? uh, the fact that so. Yeah, John D does not come back. The fact that he embarrassed Lucifer in hell, that definitely comes back later. Uh, More Gwendolyn Christie, please. Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie yeah. is great. Oh, she's great just as, amazing. As Lucifer. Uh, not I, enough of her in the season, I but I, I hope more in season I won't spoil anything, two. but it's not... It's I love the way that Lucifer decides to get her vengeance. Or get his vengeance, or get their vengeance. However, you want to interpret that character, it's it's great. It's yeah. It's I don't know. I, I kind of want to talk about it. Just because it's fucking great. <laughs> uh, if you do any googling, I mean, the comic book is so old, but like it's it's so it is a very Lucifer thing to do. Okay. As far as if you were gonna get vengeance on someone who like humiliated you. You mean a very Neil Gaiman Lucifer thing? Because I'm yes. assuming. Okay. And it's it, it <laughs> is because not... Neil Gaiman. I mean, just like the battle between uh, Orf- Morpheus and the yeah, devil. Not... I'm like, this is a battle. I'm down for that shit. You know, I'm like, <laughs> they're just. It is. It is. It is the game of stories, which is the thing that he. Uh, it's it's the only reason he's able to win, because he couldn't have yeah. matched Lucifer's raw. So an actual like fight fight, he yeah. would have lost. Uh, because in the world of the Sandman, Lucifer is basically as far as power is second, second most power. Yeah. So like, if he had tried to, especially in that state where he didn't have like any all of his tools, if he had actually like tried to physical physically battle mm. Lucifer. He would have lost, mm-hmm. but I would imagine the reason why he wins is because she chose. She chooses the the game of stories, and he is the master of stories. Mm-hmm. So no matter what mm-hmm. she threw at him, he was going to come up with something because that's his. <clears throat> that's his greatest power. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's 
Later, you and that's just so inventive. Later, 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 you don't get like a physical confrontation. You don't. It isn't even. It's not even a. Yeah, that's what I like about gaming. Yeah. It's not all about like fisticuffs or like spandex. No, it's, it's more. It's, cer- it's more cerebral. Yeah, it's more psychological. And I love that. I so want to tell you. I'm don't, gonna tell you. Don't, 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 it. don't, I, don't. It's don't, so cool. Like, don't, it's such a, don't. As someone who's like, it's sort of like a religious nerd. It is. It is like. Oh, like, okay. All right. But it's also like. It is a way of like interpreting those things that is so. Uh, there are also there are also characters who are. And plus, I'm reading that, so don't. Yeah, ruin there are shit. also characters who are in the. There are more characters who are. You get to know more about Lucian, the librarian, uh, and some of the. Uh, you get more of the the pumpkin head guy. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, and you get a little bit more. Wait, you get the a lot. pumpkin head guy. Is that played by who I think it's being? It's I think it's played by um. I forget who plays Luke him. Skywalker. Uh, Mark oh Hamill. yeah, Mark Hamill. Yeah. Mark Hamill. Yes, yes. If I remember because correctly. I was reading the credits. Yeah. I mean, Mark Hamill's in the credits. The voice I'm, does yes, sound like him. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty sure he he plays okay. it. And Patton Oswalt plays Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, yeah I I've I've. At first, I thought I just heard Patton Oswalt and his his voice, and yeah. it's very unique. And mm-hmm. then over time throughout the season, I've come to appreciate it. You know, I'm not crazy about it, but oh, I don't I, hate I it, it like I initially did. Oh, man. Yeah, just like Sandman. That was like one thing, one show I did not expect to love. You know? Yeah, I was skeptical. I was skeptical not because, well, I, I didn't know anything, but I was skeptical because it was Netflix bringing this forward yeah um but uh yeah i i did enjoy it i will also say uh it it never occurred to me because he's scarier in the comic in the comic but some of that has to do with the artwork uh and also who he is in some of the other incarnations uh of his character no uh the guy they got to play the corinthian Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He's great because it never occurred to me that, like, he's horrifying, but he's also, like, incredibly charming. And I that that is something that I think is implied in the comic book, but you don't get a... Cr- it was I mean, the- he, you'd have, he'd have to get in or be invited to people's lives in order to kill them, you yeah. know? So it, that it makes sense. It never occurred to me that, like, he is... And he also like the serial convention. It's like he gets. <laughs> I yeah, love that one very, too. I love the serial but, convention. Then he gets so many people who admire him, and it's not just because he's a murderer. It's because like he has he has a, a force. He has like a. He had like a force over all of them. He has an influence over the and and I. It's something that like. Like I said, is implied in the comic book, but when you actually like the guy they cast, who's from a bunch of stuff, he was yeah. the, the leader of the Reavers and Logan. Yeah. Um, but he's he's great, and it never occurred to me. He's like, oh, he is incredibly charming. He's just a he's literally Monster. a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, and also the like again, one of the things that pops up later is what are the consequences when a dream is no longer in the dream world? That because comes really important about Hippolyta's baby. Okay. It's why he says, like, I'm going to come back for that kid. Like, that becomes way more... Yeah, all of that is... Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 he did say that. Uh, um, 
uh did you get vibes of uh um the guy who played Batman, Pattinson. Oh, I, I kept, sure. I, I kept confusing. Yeah, sure. In the first episode, <laughs> I was getting, I was getting, uh, yeah, Robert Pattinson vibes. But, it, it, yeah, I, I definitely got that that impression. But then, uh, as I as I as I watched throughout, I, no, I came to appreciate his performance on its own. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. Uh, it keeps me. It is. I'm. They haven't confirmed it, but Neil Gaiman keeps t- a couple of the people who've been involved to show up and teasing this like weird talks, and I think it's. I'm considering how well it did. I'm pretty sure they're at least gonna do a t- season two. I would hope so. I mean, Netflix has its own <clears throat> weird way of deciding. They do when a uh, show will get me- new seasons, but I mean. It, I'm glad that they're in talks. It's like not over. Stuff that should have gotten a second season does not. And there's stuff that's coming back that I'm like, that's getting... Like, don't get me wrong. I'm kind of... I'm going to watch season two of Battle None when it comes back. Because that was super entertaining. What? Did you... You, you never watch Battle None? But it's based on a comic book. It's... It's super Never entertaining. Heard of it. Season, I I'm excited that that. I'm Wait, Warrior Nun, Ariel? Sorry, not Battle Nun, Warrior Nun. I, Warrior Nun is coming back for a second season. What? Yeah, I, I know, tried. Right? I so tried watching weird. that. I didn't care for it. It's fair. It's it's. I tried. It's, I don't know why. I honestly. That really honestly. That gets a second season. I yeah. Is there's no logic <laughs> That's behind makes it? Makes no fucking sense. I have no. I cannot explain to you why I actually enjoyed that show, but I enjoyed that show, and I have no, I have no rational explanation for that. I, I don't. Yeah, like I don't know. Listen, I, there are things I've hated. I don't know. I, don't, I can't say I hated that show. I just it didn't grab me. I think yeah, that's, that's my biggest that's issue. It just didn't grab me, so uh, I didn't stick with speaking it. Speaking of stuff that, that you need to bad. get on, you need to finish Westworld because we need to talk about Westworld. Oh, okay. The finale. Uh, oh, I need to get on that. Because okay. the final season is, like I said, it's they they. <clears throat> I won't say they completely nailed the, dis, the 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 ending, the dismount. Really, but they definitely like. It didn't suck. This has been a, like I said, I think we talked about this before. Season four, they really they they tie every. It's not a neat bow, but they definitely tie everything up, and they. They come back to some stuff from. Uh, that's why I'm really I heard watching about all that. the. Yeah. Okay. Came back. Came back to some stuff from season one in a very interesting wow. way. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I'm glad to hear it. Thank um, you. For I'm that. working right. my way towards it because uh, I, I. It goes off. It goes off the rails, especially in season two. Yeah. Uh, it scales up in season three, with mixed results. But I think they knew. That they went a little off. They, it, I definitely got the impression when you watch season four is like they knew that they went off the rails a little bit and they needed to, to tighten things up. Uh, there's another. There's a time, a big time jump from season three to season four. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's it's they yeah. In my opinion, they it is, and it's also not a. It is not a like everything is wrapped up, and it's also not a. It ends in a very interesting place. Is it this is, supposed to be the season, series finale? 
Yes. Good. Okay. Right. It is not a happy ending. It is Wait, just, so it is the series finale it's done? Yeah. Oh, I thought I'm there was actually, another one. No, no, no. I'm actually with the what they did with season four. I think they saw the writing on the wall. Not only because the show is really expensive to do. Yeah. And and House of Dragon was going back, so it's like they're not gonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think they. With where they went after the end of season three and where they picked up in season four, they couldn't have done it another season. It, okay. there, there was only so so much they could have done. Uh, and with all the stuff that happens in season four, there's no place to go with season five. I mean, there is, but it wouldn't have been interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I need to get on that. Okay. Yeah. It's gonna take me a while to get to. Yeah. The I mean, I enjoyed season three. Season three is good. It was yeah. okay. I mean, granted, you're correct, but it's, but it's good. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just glad that it's gonna be over. And I don't mind the fact that it doesn't have a happy ending. You know, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's Westworld. It's I Westworld. Expected, yeah, yeah, yeah. I expected it to be. It's a hopeful ending. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Meaning people will die or something like that. It'll be bittersweet. You know? Yeah. The good type of bittersweet D and D. Benioff and uh, uh, Weiss, <laughs> you know, instead yeah. of like the fake bittersweet that they mentioned for the last, uh, the s- season finale of the original um, Game of Thrones show. Uh, but yeah, I don't mind that. I expected it to be a little yeah sad with some of the characters. I mean, yeah. But yeah. We covered a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. had a lot to cover. We yeah. didn't see each other. Yeah. I'm sure. And like I said, I'm sure there's more, but I just can't remember mm-hmm. anything right now. Mm-hmm. There, I think there's stuff a bit. With, oh, I, I, I saw Jurassic Park Dominion. You don't need to see it. You I don't know. need to watch it. I know. I know. Yeah. I, I expected it's, it to be it is, one train wreck after it the is, next. It is not. It is, as one critic I agree with put it, it is almost a good movie. oh it's so it gets it's so close but there's there's too many too much stuff from especially the 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 movie immediately previous Mm -hmm. that is like they just can't Mm -hmm. like write out there's too many things like the little kong girl like there's just too many too much shit that happened in the previous movie Mm -hmm. that they just couldn't like pretend didn't happen yeah and did you guys hear that uh, Planet of the Apes is getting a sequel. I did not know that. I did not expect that because of the way that War of the Planets. It's it it ended. I'm assuming in a, new director, right? Uh, yeah, it has a new director. But the way that ended, and, I was like, yeah. it seemed like a neat, good, so, so solid it, ending it, it, to it a did. trilogy. So what, are, what are they? What are they gonna? Are they? It's gonna be I, called Kingdom of the Planet of the. Aww. Or King, Kingdom of the you mean, Apes. You mean they're not going to do what they did with the original films, or they have, they have, uh, which by the God, those God, this one. I can't remember which which one of the original Planet of the Apes movies it is, where uh, uh, Caesar and the female ape whose name I the other the female chimp whose name I can't remember end up in like the nineteen seventies, <laughs> uh, but like the actual 1970s so it's two like humanoid apes in 1970s america yeah it is the most batshit it's so weird like 
the sequel, the sequels to Planet of the Apes, like Conquest and all of those, they're so. The second one is bat. They're all batshit crazy. I love them so much because they're so batshit crazy. <clears throat> Especially the second one, where it's just okay. you know, telepathic mute, uh, telepathic mutants under the ground who worship a giant nuclear <laughs> warhead. It is. So crazy. It is. Okay. God, if yeah, you have not, not seen the sequels to I, the original Planet of the Apes. Maybe you're too afraid to watch the little sequels. It is. Maybe if I were younger. Good, but they are so. It's so hilariously like crazy. <laughs> like it's just. It, there, there's just stuff in it. It's just like, who, why? Why are they doing this? Um, have, have we watched the teaser trailer to the Super Mario Brothers movie. Great until Mario opened his mouth. It's Chris sure, Pratt. I guess. But I, guess. but I do love everything else. Jack Plack as <laughs> Bowser. Yeah. It looked pretty dope. Yeah. I don't know who those penguin people are. But they fucking... Who, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throwing Sorry. snowball this is but a taste of our fury do you I mean it's, it's fucking adorable it gave me it gave me like Lego movie vibes almost and it sounds it looks like it could be a lot of fun I like it I'm I'm intrigued by it I'm, I'm intrigued there's by also it. there's also uh, they finally released an actual trailer like a teaser trailer for what is it uh Tale of the Wa- the the Avatar sequel. Oh like, yeah, the Way of the Water. Wait, wait. I like. I, listen, I I don't. You It'll guys hate it. It'll be. An, I don't. I don't hate it. No, I. That is. I. That is. Incorrect. Really. I don't hate okay. it. I will say, it is. It is, not a good movie, but that, I wouldn't say that. That being said, there's just a level, of spectacle. Yeah, that there's is true. a level of especially if you saw like the the true 3D version, which the technology he's actually claimed like is you know it's been a while. It's gonna yeah. be I'm sure better it's gonna be and way smaller. Uh, the immersive effect in the theater and like that whole experience was amazing. The movie itself is you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, what's his name? The lead is not a good actor. Sam Worthington. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, definitely better actor. than Joel Kinnaman. I mean, a better not actor than yeah, uh, Keanu Reeves. I'd rather I've watch seen... Sam Worthington than, than Joel Kinnaman. So, yeah. so would I. I watch both Titans movies, and they're they're not great. He's not a good well, actor. Well, you watch Titans. I mean, come on. But then again, yeah. It's I, a movie. I, I wouldn't someone... blame him. I would say the movie. <clears throat> Kind of yeah, hold him he back. hasn't been not great in every movie he's been in. To be fair, most of the movies he's been in have not been great movies that, either. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> the Terminator movie he was in was not good either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but that being said, it's it's not riding on him being a good actor. That's It's not riding yeah, on anybody being a good actor, even though there are good actors in it. Like, Cameron does immersive spectacle better than any other living currently. He does, yeah. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, he makes money. (laughs) You know, that's why he makes all these movies all these years. Because I'm not even saying like spectacle. He's successful. There's other other directors who do spectacle great. Michael Bay. Well, I would say, no, no, I would include Michael Bay in that. 
Uh, oh yeah. But it's 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 not it is not the level fucking ambulance. Like however you feel about Titanic as like a movie or a script acting whatever. It's an experience. It is a mer- immersive spectacle mm-hmm. of a movie. Even going all the way back to the abyss, which I have a soft spot for. Me too. It is an immersive spectacle of a movie, you know. And he pushes technology for and his films. Yeah, and, yeah, but that he is. So I think more than any other filmmaker, he he is the guy who at some point is going to break the like. He's going to figure out how to do like a fur up and he might even be for the avatar sequel a fully vr experience for watching a film and for all we know he might have already that might be what the new avatar sequel is gonna be yeah like yeah the technology's I, already there yeah that it's conceivable yeah i think, get, yeah, I think that might be on the nose actually. like like conceivable that's why we're only seeing some footage from the film I think he's going to go because remember that was like a fully immersive 3D experience. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that he's going to do for this new movie is it's going to be like, "Hey, you're going to get VR headset headsets." Too and it's costly gonna... though. That's too costly. Maybe you'll find a remember, middle remember you how... download an app to watch a movie on your phone and then you use a car but I don't know, strap it to VR your VR headsets are expensive. And ticket prices are already expensive. To tack that on, whoa, I don't whoa, know. no, 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 no. He, it might not. Like I said, it might not be for Avatar. But if anyone's gonna figure out how to yeah. do it, Cameron's gonna be the guy to do it. Yeah. Uh, and he's gonna be the guy who like has like the background and the money to and to like get to convince other people to give him money to do it. Like mm-hmm. he's the guy to pull it off. If like I said, it might not be. I think it's going to be maybe not total VR headsets, but there's going to be something like that. Because remember, the original Avatar in the theater, like, those were big. Yeah. It wasn't like little 3D glasses. No. It was like yeah. a yeah. Yeah. True, yeah. Yeah. It was true and 3D. It was like, I saw it, it in was the like theater. Ten, fifteen dollars. There was like a twenty-five dollar ticket. Yes. Yeah. Was, I remember. Ticket. It was pricey for its time. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, whether he can, you know, post-pandemic, if that, if he is going to, on top of that, he pushed an industry to buy new TV sets as a result. Um, yeah, thanks to what he was pushing. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, he definitely pushes the envelope when it comes because, to technology. Because, because, like you know, you say VR uh, headsets are expensive. It's just like it might be a downgraded version of that, and you're paying forty dollars a ticket because because forty dollars. I it would I would not put it pass him because mm, yeah, I think you're not tracks. paying so the way they could sell it uh, this is just theorizing is they could sell it in the same way they sold the original Avatar because you remember people it was released two ways there was the really immersive 3D and that was like $25 a ticket they could sell it as like no this is it's like you're paying to go on a theme ride yeah but you those glasses I mean? are cheap to be honest they're cheap they're though even though they were bigger they're better than the paper ones with the film but they're still dirt cheap by comparison and did not warrant the 27 or 25 dollar movie ticket so they were operating at a profit how do you make vr profitable you sure. know i don't know i mean yeah I mean, the prices theorizing. are coming down just theorizing like, um, 
But like I said, if anyone, if any director is going to figure out how to do it, whether it'll succeed, yeah, is it is a well, is a different matter. Whether he whatever he touches will succeed somehow. I mean, you may not like all of his films, a lot of people, but they will make money. Yeah. You know, they will make money. Um, unlike Ambulance, I'm sure it didn't make money. Wait, what? It was from Ambulance, Rye. the Michael Bay film. Oh, okay. that blew up. Things blew up. I know, and, and there was a was shitty f- movie. Hey, I, I wasn't expecting. I, I, I didn't come into that movie, watch, and expecting to see. I mean, that being that being said, you are enabling a bad director to making look, bad movies. And I under, I completely understand that. Stop I, enabling bad. I will, also, I will also tell you, Bad Boys Forever was fucking great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I fucking love that movie. It was great. Telling you, Michael Bay. Michael Bay knows what he is, and he he delivers. On I, you know, I was li- I was listening to some. I, I forget what you I guys are wrong. I don't yeah. remember what. I'm not gonna pay to see all of his movies, but uh, me neither. I don't even think I did. We pay to see Bad Boys Forever. I'm I did not see, see Bad, Bad Boys, Boys Forever. Forever. It's. Did you like the original two? No, I saw the original one, and I thought that was enough for me. You don't need to see the second one. Bad Boys Forever is great. I, I'm not. A lot of it has to do with the fact that like just the the two of them playing off of each other is okay. is fantastic. Uh, I will also <laughs> say I I was listening to some. I don't remember what the podcast was. It was just like uh, they were talking about like filmmakers, and they were like, "Look, say what you want about Michael Bay, but I think he was like even comparing it to like." certain Marvel movies like say it's like you see watch a a Michael Bay film you know you're watching a Michael Bay film absolutely do like you can't deny that guy has a style Mm -hmm. in it oh no what what I think it was to Dana Gould slow-mo well what's slow-mo panning shots (laughs) epic music so Mm -hmm. so I think I think what the woman said was that it was like he definitely has a definitive like style. He has horrible taste. True. That but is he true. is he true. what he does, mm-hmm. he does incredibly well. He just does he happens to do things And then and then in ambulance he pushes the envelope with drones. And of course, he, of and course he, put, he does. Of course he drones. He just drone he like, cameras, and he but he just so of course he's getting, he just goes over the top with all these drone shots following the the car chase, and then go. And it, it's dizzying, and it's so. And and where's the, the story in all of this? In, in the movie is also the story. <laughs> and, and Michael Bay <laughs> in, in, in ambulance. Story? In ambulance. Michael Bay is so self-congratulatory, so masturbatory that there's a scene where two side characters are quoting The Rock. Quoting what Sean Connery and Nicholas, a whole dialogue that happened between Connery and Nicholas Cage in The Rock. Another great movie. Well, I admit that was great. Yeah, that was okay. Can we all agree that was his? That was his best. Yes, that was height 
But then he started cloning everything he did right on that with everything else. That was... I mean, I I will catch... He doesn't push the envelope. He doesn't try different things aside from drones. I think the movie movie that that the woman was talking about was like Pain and Gain or something. Didn't he do Pain and Gain? It was, uh, it was, he, he did a movie with The Rock. Yeah, didn't he? I think in, in, in Mark Wahlberg. That was a Michael yes. Bay film. Yes, Mark Wahlberg. Yes, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yes. Uh, I also did not want to. I did not I did see not that. I did not see that one. I, you know what? Now I. Don't, now I gotta, don't do it, man. <laughs> I'm gonna look for that. I think it's a movie. Stop movie the was, madness. The movie was <laughs> that she was describing because she says like, it was terrible. Pain and game. Like, but she just like she loved it because it was so. It was so, like, specifically Michael Bay. You know what I mean? So, oh, uh, two things that I want to check out that I haven't checked out. I'm curious about uh, the new Hellraiser thing, Hellraiser on Hulu. Uh, I'm not I sure really about that. I really want a Cabinet of Curiosities, Del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I haven't seen that. It's, it's not out yet. I, I mean the trailer. The end of the, it's a bunch of little horror stories that he directed I think it's coming out for Netflix that and his- I saw Pan's Labyrinth I was I'm still traumatized yeah. by that, that. that I that, he does weird shit he, and he I'm afraid that, he and uh, that and the Pinocchio, his version of Pinocchio I want to see his version of Pinocchio because <laughs> you not. know that shit's gonna be fucked up yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a soft spot if, 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 like even for his movies that aren't that good like Blood Manor Blood Manor is not good the one with, with uh, Hiddleston I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's it's not great. You don't need to see it. It's, <clears throat> but it's still very dope to her. It's, yeah. Oh. Fucked up shit happens in it. All right. The moral of the story. Once again, Rich, watch fucking Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. And stop supporting Michael Bay. Yeah. And The Expanse. Watch The Expanse. Yeah. And watch The Expanse. Especially watch The Expanse. You need to watch The Expanse. That show is fucking great. Especially if you like Foundation and the world building that's in that shit. I have more Fucking and more homework with each podcast. Pain yes, and you game. do. Pain and game. <laughs> you watch that shit. You watch Ambulance. You piss away two hours of your life. But no, you're not going to watch Clone Wars. I watched, I watched a What kind of Star of, Wars fan are you? I watched a third of Uncharted and that movie is terrible. No one told you I to do that. I will not watch man. that. No one told you to I... do that. No one did. I will not I touch that. I was hoping Tom Holland. I love Tom. No, Holland, it's a Sony yeah, cash grab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's no, no. it's it's bad. Uh, speaking of video game related <clears throat> properties, did you guys see the Last of Us trailer? I did. I did. What did you guys think? I'm super Considering excited. you don't, aside from watching Pants play the game, what what do you like about the trailer so far? Uh. Um. Uh, uh, what's his name? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Senor Guapo. <laughs> and uh, and and just the, I vaguely know the. Pro- it's just it's HBO. Yeah. Prestige. That's show. it's it's it's. That's HBO. really all I need to know. <laughs> I mean, it's the cast is great and it's on HBO, so I have. We might finally. Faith. We might finally get a live action video game adaptation that is good. Yeah, which although, we rarely see these. Although that ever. being said, as terrible as they are, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Resident Evil movies. I do not. They're garbage. They are garbage. They are hot garbage. They are hot, hot garbage. Okay, my. I can only legitimize that by the fact that you like Mila Jovovich. Is that it? Nope. Then what the fuck? 
I I like terrible movies. There are terrible movies that I know are terrible. That I that I I take joy in the same way that he <clears throat> takes joy in Michael Bay movies. I take joy in Resident Evil movies. The I show is think not, my the friendship show is, to you guys is not do not watch the show. Yeah, I'm not definitely not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh gosh. I have a soft spot for like B sci-fi, which is what those are. They're like B level, like sci-fi action uh horror sci-fi how many did shows. they make and then didn't like they, eight of them and then, I, as yeah. many as there are fast and furious and now didn't it didn't netflix have netflix has a show the show is also terrible at least the movies are like like bad enjoyable on a level they are no no, no trust me they're they're they get to it you know, it because you brought up. The, I'm not sure. You brought up the Fast and the Furious movies, so they there's a certain extent where they they make enough of those movies that they hit just like I don't remember which one it was. It was it was one of the really later ones, like the fourth or the fifth one, where it's just like they. It's just this is what we're doing. You know, this is what we're doing. Hmm. You know what you're coming in the watch. You're, it's it's. And it's your fault. <laughs> it's they're great movies to just com- to watch and completely shut your brain off. Completely shut your brain off. Uh, and there's like there's one or two cool monsters that are gonna be in it. It's yeah, it's it's silly. It's silly. It's I. The fun in watching the Resident Evil movies is the same fun you could in watching a lot of those. Uh, sci-fi movie originals when they started to do the really like cheesy bad monster films it is a similar not quite as bad or intentionally bad as the sharknado movies but it's the same <laughs> premise i saw one sharknado and i knew that was enough sure. yeah I you mean, need to yeah. know when to stop you don't, it's like you drinking don't, know when to you, stop you know to, to cut watch, off you don't need to watch more than one sharknado if you watched one, you've, you've seen all of and them. And yet you've seen all those Michael Bay films and those... I haven't seen all of them, but now I'm going to look for Pain and Pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh if you, don't, if you don't like bad movies, you're missing out on a lot of fun movies. No, no, no. I mean, they can't, they can't all be Scorsese films. Look, I... Uh, if, if we want to... If we, we want to... <laughs> If we want to go uh, to like the type of movies that Charlie makes you watch every once in a while, some of those movies I oh, also have. Oh, so- oh, Didn't they make an? Isn't there going to be a new Jennifer Lopez movie that's like a wedding movie and a Die Hard film all at once? I don't saw. Know. Yes, I. That I need to text that Charlie about this. I need to text her about this. I didn't know. I, you, I, we might need to Google this because I think you might be right. No, no. I saw that trailer. I was like, what the fuck is en- this? Do not encourage. It's- Look, no, no, hold do on. Do not encourage. I will say that on that level, I have a soft spot for like certain bad romantic comedies as well. I watched me some Love Actually. I love me some Love Actually. I watched Valentine's Day and that's not a good movie. Yeah, Valentine, you know, whatever. I there's a there's a subset of them from the Shotgun Wedding. The sure. movie's called Shotgun, Shotgun Wedding. It's like 
zombie with the shotgun or, or, or Jennifer Lopez Hobo Elvis yes. or whatever that movie is? Uh, it's a wedding where terrorists come in and fuck things up. And she has to use whatever at his, her disposal. Wow, it really is a wedding movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Right, they really tried to bring in both audiences with that one. People like like Rich are going to be forced to watch it. Might as well just get in. You know, oh, have your kicks that's on fantastic. It. And it's on Prime Video. Okay. That's fantastic. I, I might have to watch that one because that sounds, that sounds amazingly bad. <laughs> No, I have a We should make it a movie. Like, so just, just, there just, are there there is a series of romantic comedies from the mid nineties, late nineties, early two thousands that I love. Some of them are great, some of them aren't. Uh, I love what's the one with uh, that Hugh Heath Ledger was in. That's Taming of the Shrew. Um, first night. No, that's no no no. It's, that's a night movie. Uh, with Julie, what's her name? Uh, Charlie's, if, when she listens to this, is probably yelling the, at them. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Love 10 Things I Hate About You. I love 100, for 100 Dates, and that movie's terrible. It's not, no one's in that, either of you would know. It's 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 another uh, one that was like, uh, yeah, a bunch of, like, yeah, there there's a bunch of really terrible ones from, like, the, like, Late nineties, early two thousands, like romantic. Um, don't want Kirsten Dunst and uh, fucking Mila Kunis. Oh my god. Also, fucking uh, what's his name who sang the thong song is also in it. Cisco. Cisco is also in it. Yeah, it's fucking. I wish I could remember the name. Yeah, there's an entire subset of these movies from like late 90s, early 2000s, and I love all of them, and 90% of them are bad. I bet. You're welcome, Rich. Yeah. I might have to watch that one, actually. That sounds fantastic. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> evil, evil, maniacal laugh coming out of you right now. I mean, if you could stomach Michael Bay, you could stomach this shit. No, it gives me indigestion. Okay, I think are we good? <laughs> I think we're. we're I think okay. we're good. Okay. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> I, was like, I saw that fucking trailer. It's like, did this? Did they make a movie for those boyfriends who are stuck watching J Lo films with their significant others? So I saw this and I only thought of you and Charlie because she would drag you to watch this, no matter how bad it is. She will make you watch it. 